There's no oxygen. Even though it's heavy enough to be full. Oh, I knew it. How the hell could they have missed a bomb? Probably a nerve toxin. Set to go off in two hours. Right in the middle of the meeting. Yep. Walk that very carefully out of the chateau. And you? I think I need a doctor. I feel a major pain in the ass coming along. wondered what these looked like on the inside welcome to highlander <laughs> rewatch the podcast where each and every week we talk about another facet of the highlander universe i'm one of your rewatchers i'm keith this is kyle this is Eamon. you know i usually try to make those quotes blue in some way but like every version i come up with the, with that is like more gross medically than sexually so mm. i don't really know wow you ever see that movie the tim allen movie crazy on the inside no, that doesn't oh. sound like something I want to see, but you have to watch this. It's okay. Tim Allen. He like is in prison and he gets out of prison. So it's just a biography of his life. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> but like there are these weird, like otherworldly humor bits put in the movie, but the rest of the movie's like completely straight. So it just makes the movie like insane. Like there's these like little humble figurines that like look at him weirdly at one point like okay wow so he's insane. in fantasy jail in some way i i don't know it's insane you have to see it it's huh. like an insane tim allen movie but that's what i think of when i hear insides what Just a insides yeah all right cool <laughs> we're all taking this journey with you buddy yep uh well speaking of journeys uh well we were off last week uh sorry about that listeners but oh, we're back now. i'm not sorry you can deal okay uh <laughs> uh so everyone's still you know deal. we're still in quarantine all that sort of stuff uh so how's your uh you know your week's been how are things what have, what have you guys been up to uh before we hop into highlandery stuff i went uh, to cape charles virginia mm. for a little beach excursion and that was nice cape chuck the old Cape Chuck. Um, it was only for two days, so... Uh, Could you still swim? Was it still, like, kind of warm enough water? It was actually warm. I didn't bring my bathing suit because I thought it would be too cold, and huh? it actually wasn't that cold. Um, but it's a nice little town. Um, I got to finish a book, so that was nice. Ooh, what book? Which book? Yeah. I read the... Um, the 007 Diary, which was Roger Moore's diary filming his first role as James Bond in Live and Let Die. And apparently um, nobody proofread the book or like edited the book. Like, so it's like very candid and like, it's really interesting. Um, cool. If you like movies or James Bond. But the other thing is like, Roger Moore is just like a successful rich movie star to like, it's like after all the interesting stuff about filming, he's like, and then we went to dinner at this like exclusive restaurant, and I like wrote a letter to like the 
king of england and like <laughs> all this crazy shit and i'm like this guy like has like a stereotypical like movie star life which he's a movie star so why should i be surprised right. about that but um yeah it's a good book if you cool. like movies so a lot of good movie books very cool yeah. nice what have you been up to kyle uh mostly working i forget whether i mentioned it on the pod but i got a new job recently and it is a lot so that has pretty much occupied my last two weeks more or less solid so nothing fun to report really just uh working really hard but that's okay it beats the alternative so yeah. occupy kyle street that's right <laughs> yeah we're <laughs> occupying my street now yeah what's your my, what's your home address my, so everyone my, can occupy it unfortunately my street is constantly occupied by my neighbors who refuse to wear masks and their kids run amok so it's like a little bit annoying nice i wonder who they voted for uh-oh <laughs> uh-oh uh but wow i have been teased wow. on, i have been teased walking around my neighborhood for wearing a mask wow and it's very infuriating and of course yeah. it's like by south philly scumbags who are yelling at mm. me and i'm like i sort of be like fuck you this is for you i'm where i'm doing this for you so if i am i have some kind of plague i don't give it to you you piece of shit yeah you should wear like a Jim Carrey the mask mask and be like somebody stop me from right. wearing this mask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, do you think he... he would have to wear a mask as well? That's well, a good question. His mask allows full breath. I, I guess so. So he would need yeah. one. Mm. He would need another mask. I imagine it'd be wacky. It would certainly be yellow. Sure. Yeah. What do you think the pattern on the mask would be? Oh yeah, it would be yellow. It'd be yellow in That's some right. capacity. Or po- or white and uh, black polka dots or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. there we go. Mm, Smoking. That's right. Wow. We're already talking about the mask. And not I mean, we're only a few minutes in. Right. Obviously, I, we're I, avoiding I, talking about this episode. I wonder why. <laughs> oh, behave. That's right. Yikes. Is Different that an Austin movie. Powers thing? That's <laughs> Austin Powers. What if Austin Powers wore the mask? Can we talk about oh, that for the next 90 minutes? That would be so um, wacky. Right? Imagine those outfits, guys. Imagine yeah. those hijinks. Or Dr. Evil. Mini me in the mask. Can you imagine? Isn't that the plot of Mask Two? Uh, Son of the Mask. I think. I think it is. <laughs> I think it more or less is. I think that movie's already been written. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Jamie Kennedy. Love Why? that guy. Love it. Anyway, <laughs> he had an experiment. That's right. He's a the experiment was: Do people like Jamie Kennedy? Answer: No. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, I took a hike the other day, so that was good. Oh, uh, like metaphorically or literally? Yeah. Take a <laughs> hike. Take a hike. <laughs> yeah. No, I went out to Fairmount Park, hiked around, uh, found a, like two minutes into the hike, found a, a deer antler. Uh, so that was fun. I saw that. That looks pretty nifty. Yeah. So now it's up on the uh, up on the shelf. So that was cool. Uh, cool. And then like foraged some mushrooms, which was cool too. Uh, so maybe wow, you're just living some kind of Ron Swanson life over yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> right uh yeah so that was cool got to make like a little mushroom salad with all the stuff i found in the woods Ooh. that was cool how the deer antler taste in the salad not good it was <laughs> yeah, very bad. crunchy Amy. that's unfortunate and big. yep oh uh, that's fair i mean you it's the price you pay when you forage that's true mm. uh so i should also give an update to people this is a sad update uh i have not mm. talked about it on the podcast i've talked about it you know on i guess my own personal facebook or instagram or whatever uh but people i guess have known about this uh since uh or 
you know, I don't know how to, how to, how to even launch into this. Uh, many of you are aware that uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, we rescued some little kittens that were born under the porch uh, and we kept Dan Dan because he had a heart murmur. Uh, Dan Dan is no longer with us, sadly. It's very sad. Uh, here, I'll share some pictures of Dan Dan so we can all get really fucking sad uh, and just wallow while I tell you what happened. Um, wallow, but, uh, wallow, Washington. Wallow, wallow, wallow. Here's Dan Dan. When we first Aww. got him, Aww. so uh, cute. But over the summer, uh, Dan Dan Aww. had his first uh, stroke, um, and so he actually he recovered pretty well from it. Like the next day, he was great, back to normal. But it was pretty scary when it all happened, uh, and there was nothing we could really do in that moment. Uh, right. Anyway, um, just I guess this is maybe three to four weeks ago. Three weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago. Um, I got came home and. He had a stroke right in front of me. It was awful. Uh, and again, because he has this heart murmur and he got a blood clot and blah, blah, blah. And so he got rushed to the you know emergency doctor. Um, oh, look at this goddamn cute cat. Um, but uh, at that point, there was kind of nothing they could do. They said even if they were able to work out the blood clot, it might kill him. Uh, he would not be able to walk again. Uh, his he was freaking out. His lungs filled with liquid. I'm sorry, this is all like graphic and terrible. Here he is with our other cat Django, uh, and with his favorite sleeping toy, the platypus. Uh, oh, I know. So he sadly here's the last picture of him. Him and our big cat Django. They were like best friends. Uh, I've never seen two cats kind of like this before. It was really cool. Uh, but anyway, it was just really awful uh, that it all happened so quickly and. Um, I don't know. It was, there was really just nothing to do. And I think we thought we'd have more time with him. Uh, but sadly, it was only five months. Uh, little Dan Dan. But he made us all very happy. Um, and, you know, I appreciate I just want to thank everybody who reached out that did know uh, anyone from, you know, kind of our podcast community. Uh, I appreciate, you know, uh, we got cards and actually a couple gifts and stuff, uh, which was really, really sweet. Um, so yeah, thank you, everybody. Nice. Uh, it was it's been really tough losing him. So it's a bummer. Yeah. I bet he was a cute cat. Yep. And I'm, I'm, yeah. it's also just a shame because, uh, since it all kind of happened during quarantine, like basically no one has met this cat. Like he yeah. was so cool and he made our other cat so cool. Uh, but like no one really got to, you know, experience that. So that was too bad. But anyway, so that's been what's going on with me. Uh, bummer. <laughs> bummer. 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 Yep. But better to have, Dan Dan didn't lost than to have never Dan Dan at all. This is very true. Yeah. No, actually, and it's I don't know, seeing like our other cat, uh, who I you you two can attest, uh, is quite the grumpy cat. Uh he really yeah. like only is, you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh he's really like only into us, like as his owners or whatever. Uh, but he's different now. Like he wants to play all the time. We've got like a box of toys, and every day he like pulls out a toy to play with. Uh, and like makes us play with him. He like brings it, drops it us, you know, on our lap or at our feet. Uh, oh. He even went outside twice yesterday, uh, not to like yeah. roam the neighborhood, but like, you know, he sat on our lap on the porch. And uh, yeah, I don't know. He's like a whole different cat, uh, which is cool too. So I'm hoping that once people are able to come back over, uh, that you know he'll still be that way with like new people and not <laughs> back to his grumpy self. But try to scratch oh. them. That's right. Well, what I usually do is I pet him with my foot uh, i think that's called kicking you're just yeah. like I, he like and you're like he likes this he likes yeah it. he likes it but then when i try to pet him with my hand he tries to bite me hmm. so i'm like hmm. 
there. This because of the the kicking or maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe it could be it. Don't quote me on that. Mm. What do I know? All right. So now we've talked about enough uh, of our lives. Let's get into the lives of Duncan McLeod. Or not. No. <laughs> or not. Or not. Duncan yeah, I guess we're not really in this episode. No, so not really. we get a very yeah. quick glimpse into his life in this episode. Let's, but then yeah, let's uh, get into the lives of these randos who we don't give a shit about. That's right. So. Oh, well, before we get into the episode, of course, we got to play the catalog, Ooh, the catalog game. All right. So. Uh, let me get the old catalog up here. Great. Um, so, guys, I'm going to... Here are the rules. I was going to say we could play a second round, and you guys can guess how quick I can spit the rules out, but mm. we'll save that for another time. Ready? I'm going to read a description from the 1997... 19, oh, fuck, I messed up. This is the 10th anniversary <laughs> catalog, which would be a 96... Or this came out in 97. I think this is a 97 catalog. What am I talking Ooh. about? See, I can't even spit Ooh, out the rules. Uh, anyway, I'm going to read an item description. Uh, and Kyle and Eamon are going to do their best to guess the price, uh, the catalog price of the item. Whoever gets it close within 20% uh, gains uh, my respect for the rest of the episode and gets to give their opinion first. If neither of them get it, uh, I get all the respect, which is very little. Uh, and uh, I'll get to give my opinion first uh, at the end of the episode. Does that work for you guys? Let's do it. All right, let me bring it up here. Bloop, bloop. All right. Today, to Ooh. celebrate the fall, we're going to be reading about the Mellow Adventure Wear in the name of Highlander. <laughs> mellow Adventure. That is such weird wording. And mm -hmm. also, these are hideous. <laughs> oh, no. These All right. do not look good. Here we go. Exciting new casual styling in pigment dyed, garment washed, 100% cotton enhanced with the Highlander Sword cotton logo. What? What's cotton that enhanced? sentence mean? Cotton, is that enhanced cotton somehow? Or just, what? it's enhanced by cotton. Like it's like, it's partly synthetic fibers and that's what they're saying. Like this was Maybe. a cheap <laughs> plastic shirt. Now it's enhanced with, I don't know. Uh, Highlander embroidery on front left chest, uh, and it comes in midnight black, Scottish green, and royalty purple. Uh, and Where's, then, which one's the green one? I'm being dead serious. You know I the colors on. Uh, it's this middle one here. Can you see my mouse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, green. Well, I think it's the picture uh, makes it look less green. Like this one's mm. black, purple. So I apologize for the picture I took. It's still a pretty. It's a very like gray green. Yeah, mm -hmm. these look like they raided a local thrift store and then just embroidered the like uh, old shirts with the word Highlander. Wow. I'm going to read you the other description too because guess what? They're the same price. Uh, collar drop tail fleece. Long sleeve stand up collar with rib trim. Ooh. Ooh. On collar and cuffs. Pl uh, placket with placket with three wooden buttons and extended drop tail. Highlander embroidery on the front. Large mm. and extra large. This is the only two sizes. Oh, interesting. interesting. I right. feel like the fact that you inform me that they're the same price affects my answer, but it might lead me in the wrong direction. Now, tell me about that. Why do you think these would be different prices? Well, I when I hear if, if something's a hoodie, I assumed it's going to be like cheaper than like a regular fleece. But then again, oh, this, this, this markets itself as a fleece hoodie. So maybe it's an artificial distinction I'm drawing in my mind. I mean, isn't a fleece like, a, you know, a hoodless hoodie? No, I assume the material inside is different. Right, okay. 
like the material is like almost like the blankety kind of material. You are and right. And I guess a hoodie is like a sweatshirt material, right? Yeah. But this seems to advertise that it's made of the fleece. So what do I know? Mm. In any case, what I do know is that my guess for this product is $39.99. All right. $39.99. Amen. $39.99. What do you want to guess? These are enhanced with cotton. Don't forget about that cotton enhancement. These are enhanced with cotton. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that right now. I'm going to guess that this is $24.99. $24.99. And Kyle guessed $39.99. You two are both colossal losers. Wow. What's the right answer? The correct answer is $65. What? What? (laughs) No. For this? So much these are hideous. That's so much money. <laughs> These are really ugly. If, are if you're not like awful. <laughs> watching the video. Yeah, like, these are falling. These look worn. Like these look like they were like worn already. That's the style, like, man. That's the style, bro. I guess for $60. <laughs> Uh, guess how much this would cost today? $105. Oh my God. What? This is... How much unacceptable? Like, how much does a hoodie from like Old Navy cost? Sure. Or should I do 20 the twenty bucks? I'll no, do the get. a hoodie from Old Navy. Hoodies can be expensive, right? They can be. I'd say but... a hoodie is could be forty bucks and up. There's I'm all that hood about... material, guys. That's extra. That's extra extra scratch for the hood. Yeah. A get a get a get factory men's logo hoodie goes for $27.99. What's it made of? If it's not cotton enhanced, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> That's true. I don't know if it's enhanced by cotton. Mm-hmm. But it is it made it's made of cotton. Let's see. No, I don't want a perk alert. That's a weird perk alert. A perk alert. Perk That's alert. like DD That's how I like perks. to make my coffee with a perk alerter. <laughs> You're welcome like for it. that. It's a fish in the perk alerter. <laughs> yeah, oh no. Soft, comfy fleece. What? 77% cotton, 23% polyester. That sounds cotton enhanced. Yeah. That's cotton enhanced. But it's mostly cotton. Yeah. So wouldn't this be polyester enhanced? <laughs> yeah, I maybe. guess so. Or maybe it's just polyester dr- dr- like dragged down. <laughs> <laughs> polyester ruined <laughs> by... Does polyester have a song like cotton, though? The touch, the feel of cotton... Well, there we go. That's the uh, the catalog game. So congratulations to me for just writing those numbers on a piece of paper. Uh, you did it. I did it. You God did it. You. Hell of a thing you did. That's right. Fuck. Very good. I can't and that, get over these. These are This is one of the most offensive pricings we've seen in a while. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if I think these are as ugly as you guys do. Like, these look like a 90s hoodie. Like a it's just really expensive. I don't know. Uh yeah, yes, I don't $60. know. $60. That's a lot of also like they don't talk about the Highlander logo with much um you can like, barely even see it. Florid <laughs> language in this. Yeah. Usually they're like the legendary Highlander logo with immortal Duncan Katana underneath. It's just like <laughs> right. yeah, it says the Highlander logo on it. Yeah. You get it. We do that on all our products. I think that's yeah. a bummer about a lot of these like kind of more generic products the catalog offers. It's like it's really just the logo on a thing. And it's yes. like, I guess that's not awful, but like, I kind of wish there was some more design flair to some of these. Like, 
this feels like somebody discovered that they had three colors of hoodie and or fleece that weren't selling. And they're <laughs> like, what if we put Highlander on it and try again? <laughs> try again. Uh, very good. Well, there we go. That's the old catalog game. Uh, but unfortunately, that means we have to start talking about this episode. <laughs> That's right. Here, let's get into the dates and deets. Starting off, dates it's season six, episode nine. We're, we're coming so to the end are. here. Oh, 69, boy. baby. The episode we're talking about today is Deadly Exposure, which is perhaps, uh, I think someone on our Facebook pointed out like, ooh, that's a rough title uh, in these times, but mm -hmm. not is. that sort of exposure. Uh, Deadly Exposure? What are these, Kyle's neighbors? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, <laughs> it's this episode, man. Oh, ooh. God, I can't wait to hear the IMDb description of this. Uh, this episode aired January 31st, 1998. Uh, so the last episode we watched was Justice, and that was from November 23rd, if you recall. Uh, mm. So there was like, you know, the fairly traditional like late fall into winter holiday break uh, that most shows tend to do between American Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's or whatever. Uh, so the show's back. <laughs> so this is supposed to what bring a, you back into the fold. Huh? What a welcome. What a welcome. Yeah. Uh, this was directed by Dennis Berry. Uh, he's only got two more episodes to go yeah. after this. Well, there's only uh, four run. episodes left, so that's right. <laughs> that's uh, that's 50% of the remaining episodes. That's true. Uh, and he, of Actually, course, directed like a bajillion Highlander episodes. Yeah. He's Wait, an MVP. This, this is the ninth one. So 10, 11, 12. Yeah, there's four episodes left. Great math. Yeah. Uh, this is right. Whatever. <laughs> okay. uh, this was written by James Thorpe, not the town, but the man, and not the man mm. the town was named after. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was written by athlete Jim Thorpe. That's right. What a multi-talented guy. Uh, this is uh, his six of eight Highlander episodes, uh, but he has two more to go. Uh, and previously, we've seen him do Money No Object. Uh, the, yep. Money uh, no. the Valkyrie. Okay. All right, now we're talking. Modern Prometheus. All right. All right. Uh, Sins All right. of the Father. <laughs> diplomatic immunity mm. <laughs> so there we go uh but he does have six episodes of the raven uh so once we get to that you know so he we'll... basically wrote the raven <laughs> <laughs> yes right, right? Like, yeah that's, that's all that's the bulk of uh that's a lot of raven episodes yeah mm. interesting all right ready to talk about guest stars do it let's do it this episode guest stars sandra hess as regan cole Ooh, uh, her first acting name. cred is as Cave Nug in 1992's Encino Man, uh, wow. which I haven't seen in a very long time. Yeah, uh, me neither. But I was kind of like, ooh, I should watch that again for some, I don't know, Pauly some... Shore and Brendan Fraser action. Yeah. Uh, he also played uh, Sonya Blade in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Ooh. And which one's Annihilation? That's, that's the second the one. Second Mortal Kombat. Mm -hmm. interesting yeah i don't remember what happens in that neither do i does that uh, like prominently feature jacks or something yes jacks is back in it jacks he's technically in the first one jacks is but back. now he like actually fights he's got his metal arms he fights motaro the Ooh, motaro the the centaur oh. basically replaced goro at some point lame Oh boy, awesome. Uh she has Von Strucker in Nick Fury Agent of Shield, the old David Hasselhoff uh film, which is great. I uh, watched that movie when it premiered. Like the night it premiered, I watched it. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it How old were you at the time? I was what was it, nineteen ninety-eight? How old was I in nineteen ninety-eight? 
Uh, yeah, that's a question for you. No. Yeah. I'm like, wow. I don't know math. Why are we trying to do math on your age? I don't know. Wow. Better than you than me. Um, I just remember Nick at the beginning, Nick Fury is like, for some reason, he's in like a mine, like hammering away at like some rocks or something. Huh. I was like, what? <laughs> Interesting. Nick Fury's not a miner. He's an adult. There we go. I love it. Yeah, this is very true. How did we? <laughs> how did we miss that? Oh boy. So she's a big star, is what we're saying. Yes. No. I mean, she has been in like a lot of stuff. She had like longer stints on like I think what the Young and the Restless, General Hospital, NCIS. Like she's still working. Uh, psych. That's psych on what characters USA. welcome USA baby. Mm-hmm. All right. Characters welcome. <laughs> All right. This episode also guest stars Bob Cryer as Bob Murphy or Brian Murphy. Excuse me. Uh, this Friends is very... me Murphy. That's right. Uh, this is his first credit. Uh, he was an uncredited cop in Superbad. How about Interesting. that? Uh, he was also a reporter in that Sasha Baron Cohen film, uh, The Brothers Grin- Grinsby or Grimsby or whatever it was called. Oh, God. <laughs> with, okay. With Mark Strong. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know a lot about this guy's career, but, uh, you know some small little parts in some movies that some people maybe have seen. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they've seen them. It's true. Yep. Uh, and I'd also like to point out at this point that we are in episode nine and there has been no, there is no Amanda and there is no Mythos and there is no Joe. We've gone eight episodes without Joe and nine episodes without the other two people that are in the opening credits. That's that's yep. really something. I, I don't know how else to put it. That is just... <laughs> It's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not good. Instead, we get Regan Cole. <laughs> Ronald Regan Cole. That's right. Are you guys ready for the IMDb description before we hop into this? Let's Hit do me. it. A mortal bounty hunter, Regan, is trying to enjoy a vacation in Paris when she witnesses the murder of a photographer who accidentally took a picture of an elusive terrorist, and she needs Duncan's help to unravel the story. Mm. Kind of. Yeah, I don't think she really needs Duncan's help. I think she no, doesn't. Duncan, Duncan literally does nothing. Yeah, so, but we'll get well, into that. She needs a place to sleep. Yep. That's, <laughs> that's the, that is how Duncan helps her in this. Yeah. She's just like, I can't use my credit card. Like, I need a couch. Yeah. Duncan. So, anyway, I have a description about as believable as trickle-down economics. Nice work, Reagan. Uh, very good. Okay, are we ready? Uh let me make sure I get all the clips and stuff here. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's talk about this episode. Uh, how's it open? We got some uh, salsa music down in Miami yep. Beach. We get Bobo Miami Sound Machine is what's going on here. <laughs> and so we cut into this club where there's this like, I don't know. This is this is your wheelhouse, Eamon, this very funny comedian. Talking. <laughs> this very uh, funny comedian. He's, Eamon, he's when you do stand up, is it, is it anywhere as good as this? It's... Uh, nowhere as good as this. This guy is like the ideal that I yeah. shoot for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> this it, like, guy. Wife material. <laughs> it's it's all material about how much he hates his wife. Yeah. I can't deal with this. It's ridiculous. So this dude is just sexist comedy. It's like he's making, there's like fat jokes in there. I don't get the joke. Honey, now that's a beautiful dress. Who shot the couch? I think it's that the dress is so hideous. It looks like she's wearing the couch. Got it. Yeah, no, it's not funny. It's, no, you're not missing like, anything. Unlike they shot the couch to like get the couch material, material. from. Right? Yeah, like the couch that... wasn't fighting back. You could just take it. Yeah, like yeah. it was like a leopard or something. 
Uh, but he's yeah, like my very... wife, or as I like to call her, shut up. Yeah. Like, right? <laughs> what? Uh, I'm abusive. Fuck this uh, guy. Yeah. This is terrible. So uh, but it's very all, good. Yeah, it's all intercut with like this sleazy looking cigar smoking man who looks Vega. like he has yeah, who looks like he has two faces henchwomen from Batman Forever with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh what were they called? Sugar and spice or something like that? <laughs> something like were that. Were they called that? I'm sorry. <laughs> I think so, actually. And one was what's her face? Drew Barrymore? Yeah. Yeah. Um anyway. And then uh, cut between that and like some sexy woman getting ready in a dressing room. It's like all this is going on at once and it is boring. (laughs) Uh, So then I guess, you know, the the comedian like has this segue. He's like, oh, this isn't like an act or whatever. It's a raid. And you expect like something, but like it's like a double fake out because Mm -hmm. like all the audience gets like, uh Oh, cause I guess everybody in this club is doing illegal shit. Uh, and then this woman Regan busts out wearing like a leather rubber, like police like, stripper yeah. outfit. Right. Just in time for Halloween. Yes. And so she does She's dressed as sexy cop, sexy cop. So she does like a little sexy cop routine and like dances up on this creepo Vega, which uh, is his voice 80 yard. And I think it has to be. It has to be. Second question. Is whoever's doing it, like, just trying to do an impression of George Takei? His (laughs) voice is so weirdly deep. He's like, oh, what are you? (laughs) Oh, my. It's weird. I'm a bad boy. Uh uh, so yeah. she's like grinding on, on so, him and yeah this is so long this is one of like six scenes on this that i've written why is this scene still going so they can be like we're la femme nikita and this is popular right and i don't know i totally forgot about la femme nikita that's a hundred percent what the... this is right yeah yeah that they're this like is... we should do that that, that like movie was sexy, popular sexy usa type right after hour show yeah characters welcome right. <laughs> Oh yeah, I've been real. Also, like, she this actress is like an attractive woman or whatever, but like none of this is like appealing. It's just like it's like all right, just I don't know, go around him, like grind on him or whatever. Right. It's just like really like sleazy. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't read as sexy. Uh, It reads as clunky or clumsy. Yeah. Anyway, so then she like pulls out a gun. I mean, she doesn't pull it out. She's wearing a full, like a large pistol while she strips. Yeah. Uh, so like, she like looks like it's supposed to be. Him. Right. Yeah. She's yeah. also got handcuffs and the gag is like, oh, they're props for her bit. But mm-hmm. no, they're real. She handcuffs him and is like, get on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> like, what was her plan? Yeah. Well, also, we are about to find out. Here we go. That there is an actual DA. The, the joke that the guy made was actually accurate. Because there is a DEA raid that's about to happen. So yeah, I don't understand. Like she's not coordinate. Like this is her own bust. You would think. Like I like you said, God. What's the plan? Like what is she gonna do after she arrests this guy? If there's not like more people, like and he has all these armed up? guards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then they have like a police squad style like shootout. Like, like, you know, like when they're like, they're like behind couches that are eight feet apart shooting at each other yeah. like this, <laughs> which is good. Uh, uh, 
somewhere in the middle of this, like two feet away from them, hiding in a plant, is a nefarious <laughs> New York Yankees fan who shoots Vega. Yep. He's and, like then, and then just disappears. He's able to get out. Teleports away. The DEA misses him entirely. I I don't understand what happened here. when you have like a ray i mean i i'm not a police officer or swat person like but i'd imagine like you block the exits when you do a raid like no sorry guys uh but like yeah how does anybody how does this guy get out like what he walks he walks because he's disguised hey he's- this guy's a yankees fan he mustn't be that bad you're free to go <laughs> <laughs> it's so strange uh also then she has this like what passes for banter with like the chunky DEA agent who comes in who's just like, hey, what do you care what happens? Like you get paid whether he's dead or alive. Right. How how is she getting paid for any of this? That's a great question. Also, like I, we're supposed to now have learned that she's a bounty hunter. Right. But, like you're here on US soil, like you you're not being a bounty hunter doesn't mean like you get to do crimes like (laughs) right like that is not the definition of that like that doesn't mean you get to go and like hold up people at gunpoint after infiltrating them in a nightclub like if you know where a criminal is you call the police who come and arrest them like yeah that's the deal (laughs) so then like and they introduce this concept later. It's like, well, if somebody else gets them, I don't get paid. And it's like, wh- what? Yeah. And he seems to be like a high profile guy too. Like, I don't understand yeah. any of this bounty hunter stuff as it relates to him. It doesn't make any sense. Like, it makes no sense. Yeah. Also, Do we ever like, really figure out what his crimes are? No. I but she know. says, if he's dead, he can't testify against his friends. Right. Which, and if I think- she's a bounty hunter, I don't quite understand why she cares, but I guess she's supposed to be a good bounty hunter. That's it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the deal. I think that line's supposed to show us, like, she's got a heart of gold. Like, she's doing this for the right reasons. It's not about the money. It's about justice. Right. Yeah. But it also seems sure. like it's sort of about the money, though. Sure. <laughs> so, like, but money get like, paid. Yeah, but that's okay. Like, I get the hook of, like, a mortal bounty hunter. Like, yeah. Maybe there's a thing here. Maybe uh, there is. <laughs> maybe maybe there is. All right, I so don't know. That's the cold open. So we're introduced to this assassination that she's a bounty hunter. Uh, oh, and she even makes a, a quip like, oh, like you should take a vacation. Like when was the last time you had one? And it's like 250 years or whatever it's been. Uh, oh. <laughs> I was expecting this DAA agent guy to come back. No. Is there going to be another cop who dominates all the screen time later? Yeah. Hello, who talks like that? Oh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I'm just eating his thing yeah. as he eats. That's right. That's, that's a character, right? That's yeah. a character trait. Okay. He eats food. What is a cop, but like his thing is he eats a lot. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. So now we cut into the episode proper. We're in Paris. Regan is at a cafe. I am going to play this clip because it's amazing. Uh, of this, like, she's watching a photo shoot across the street, like, in the square or whatever. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know how to describe this. Uh, so we have to watch it, I guess. Yeah, all right. It's uh, amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. It is... is it's Bobo Benedict Cumberpatch in mustard shorts. <laughs> And you were right, McLeod. Oh my God. Always something new to see in Paris. <laughs> what? 
No, 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 I'm, I'm fine. Sell it to me, baby. Is that supposed to be her being really horny? Uh-huh, she likes. Okay. Clench it, clench it. What? <laughs> what? Perfect, that's perfect. Stronger. Sweet, I love it. This is insane. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's liking this. Back to work. I've seen you, you've seen them, show's over. He's wearing sneakers. Let's concentrate. Let's do it again. Nice games. What's the name of this song? I remember this song. Oh, I don't know. That's my boy. That's, That's my, my boy. Clench it, clench it. There we go. Get that camera. She took my picture. <laughs> oh, what? What? I have so many questions. Let's talk about him. Ask him. He is—he is not sexy at all. <laughs> He's dressed like a stooge. Also, they're using black and white film, but they're—they've dressed him in all these extravagant yes! colors. So, like, what was the point? Yep. Why is he wearing this kind of like very kind of garish mustard outfit with a white vest? If you're gonna shoot it in black and white. I don't With get his it. pasty white legs that look like <laughs> my skin. Like I'm not a model. Like and and me and meanwhile, President Ronald Reagan is sitting over there like chewing on her lip, like, oh my god, be still my beating heart. We're expected to believe this woman finds this man so attractive that she's like distracted by it. Yeah. Yes. While talking like, what? Oh, to nothing. Adrian Paul. Yeah. <laughs> right. We know that she's gonna fuck later. <laughs> but in the meantime, she's like, ooh. And it's actually like a chiseled, handsome, like who was man. like actually a model. He was a yeah. model like <laughs> his early career. Uh no, oh, I I'm I'm distracted by this the pasty poindexter. <laughs> hey, he used to be a minor dude, as we will learn later. That's he right. looks like Doug Funny. He looks like <laughs> a like live Doug Funny. That's good. I was gonna say he looks like a thirty uh, percent as attractive Doctor Strange, but yeah. What do you think he needs too. to clench? His butt or but, his jaw? I don't. I don't know. know. Like she's just like clench a jaw. What does that mean? Like, huh? Also, like the does photographer. Look, do people clench things that aren't their butts. I don't understand. Yeah, I clench my jaw. You never clench your jaw. Yeah, but you do that like when you're tense, right? Or angry. Is that what she wanted to take pictures of? Yeah, she wanted to see that full range of emotions. Rawness, yeah. Also, she's for kind a of like commercial. She's kind of sleazy herself. Like she's like calls him baby all the time. Yeah, and then like so shortly after this, mm. uh, spoily, this this photographer's toast. But like <laughs> They do almost this weird stick, like this this gender swapped reality, where it's like implying that the photographer might be sleazy. Where he's like, at first I thought she, she was just trying to pick me up, but like she never made a pass at me. It's like what? Like we're supposed to live in a world where we're supposed to think this man is so attractive that like women sexually harass him and try to extort him for favors on the reg. Like that's the universe we live in. Or is this guy just so delusional? He's like, well, surely the only reason this photographer is speaking to me is because she wants to jump my bones. <laughs> that could be. Yeah. He's a he's a himbo. 
in the parlance of our times. There is so much that just happens in this like this one minute of film. So like then <laughs> get that camera. <laughs> then there's this voice that we've never seen anything like this before on the show, where there's like a a third like a third party character that does a voiceover over over a video effect. <laughs> Right, it's like he's just like get that camera. It's like oh, I mean, we'll get into what? this later, it's but insane. like, no one needed to get the film. He caused his own problem. Like, yeah, this is it's nonsense. Anyway, she she throws out this film because she's like somehow this yellow outfit isn't working. Like she's like this isn't good. This isn't good. You got to put on the blue thing. Like it's like huh, the blue thing. Right, and the sun's all wrong. Which I don't know how him putting on a blue thing is gonna fix. The sun. the sun right but <laughs> <laughs> unless it's just like put on the blue thing and then let's wait for three hours <laughs> like well it takes it takes that long the blue thing is actually uh like movie makeup yeah it's painted on right yeah it's, uh, he's actually just wearing the mystique suit from the X-Men yeah <laughs> they just they oh, paint boy. that on <laughs> uh, i would like to play this next clip too because i find the photographer getting shot uh, R.I.P. to be very funny how she goes down. And like, <laughs> it's, it's, oh, it's, it's like that video of the, the woman slipping on the wine uh, or the grapes. Yes. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's watch this go down. It's going down for real. Gotta go. Uh-oh. Oh, she knows some Kung Fu there. No. no! <laughs> What is that? So I slipped on some ice. <laughs> so, I'm so there's sorry. so much more. There's so much more. He, first off, why does he shoot her? He can do anything. He can like, hit her in is, the face with his yeah, like he's the butt not of his in, gun. He's a bad yeah, dude. Like, or just punch her. <laughs> like, he has not really employed much violence to this point, and he jumps right to shooting her. But then he shoots her with what appears to be an empty gun. <laughs> like, they show it, and like, the, I don't, I don't know. No, much about mu- guns. No, mu- no muzzle flash. Nothing. No muzzle flash. And like, the, I don't know what that's called. The thing at the top is all the way back. Like, it's out of bullets. So, what happened? There was, he shot her with a gun that had one and only one bullet in it, and now it's empty. Nine bullets. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand what happened. Wow. Like, it's awful. It's <laughs> truly I, terrible. I feel and, like the spatial relationship, relationships are weird in this. Like, the amount of time Regan Cole is, like, running doesn't seem to make sense. Mm. Like, well, it's all distorted by her white sweater that she wears around her shoulders for this entire, entire episode. episode. Yeah. What a sexy look, right? And it also, <laughs> like, just... she's wearing a jacket right yes with a sweater over top. top of the jacket it makes no sense this house she's, is awful she's <laughs> ivy she's ivy league yeah, yeah. Apparently. So you're gonna know uh so uh this is kind of the you know ensuing action that sets off uh the plot uh and also regan has made pla- plans with mac i guess on the phone like to meet for dinner at six so. yes that's what's and going they on really here. like hit this six o'clock home they mention it like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> two times uh so 
yeah, Reagan goes to like investigate this dead body or whatever. And so that's the scene. There we go. So now we cut to this like giant ass mansion and this like this criminal dude who I feel like is like an evil David Abramowitz uh, clone. I, I have him down as evil Colin Mockery. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's kind of better. Even Colin Mockery. That's very good. Uh, I don't know. That is, like, that is good. He's horrible. This is this, my notes are just like, this is nuts. Like, he's just like, I got to get this picture or whatever. And he's like, well, you know what to happen to Vega. He didn't deliver. And I'm just like, wait a minute. Like, this guy is upset that he maybe got his photo taken way in the background of some other photo shoot. And no one even knows what he looks like. Like, but he, he went in person to a club to assassinate this dude. Like, with surrounded by the DEA, like what is he doing? I don't understand what this guy's deal is. Like, it makes no sense. Also, why does everybody? All villains have giant mansions. Like, why? Like, isn't this guy some like globe trotting assassin? Like, what? Yeah, why does he have? He's got like a fucking PO box. I don't know. <laughs> it's a great question. Also, everyone has an insane accent in this episode. Every single person. Bobo Colin Mockery, our our <laughs> heroine Ronald Reagan are like all the goons it's like where is anybody from <laughs> yeah her accent fluctuates between like sounding french and sounding american and sounding it's very uh, and hungarian at one point i do hungarian. think you're supposed to think she's like eastern eastern european in some mm. way mm. but i don't know it doesn't matter maybe the watcher chronicles will reveal all of that later Ooh. probably <laughs> it will if only there was some way to know no way to tell that's right uh where where is the picture where is the picture? <laughs> we will find it. <laughs> and so they try to find it by going to Benedict Cumberpatch's like abandoned warehouse apartment. That's true. I do want to bring up something before we get to that scene, though. So sure. after this, we're, we then cut back to where the shooting happened. And mm -hmm. this is when, uh, you know, the hero of our story, Miss Reagan Cole, meets Murphy, RoboCop. Uh, and like, I don't know, she's consoling him and they're trying to figure out all... They're, I pulled a lot of clips from this episode because, frankly, this this episode is full of great clips. Um, I have a feeling that their lines are set out of order in this scene, I mm. think. So the way this goes, it's like he mentions that, like, oh, I don't have my clothes because the police took the van. And I was like, yeah. wait, what? Like, huh? You, you didn't get dressed. And, like, he also has no way to get home, which I'm just like, the police aren't going to give you a ride home or any. Like, this seems crazy. Um but like, I think he's supposed to say they took my clothes before she offers to give him a ride, but it happens the opposite way because he then freaks out. He's like, oh, can I give you a ride? That'd be great. The police took my clothes or whatever. <laughs> anyway, watch this clip. I don't know if I'm completely insane for thinking this, uh, but uh, let's see here uh, if you think these lines are set out of order. Also, I like that her police statement is just, yeah, I ran out and she was dead. <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't seem true, right? Like, it seems like yeah. she saw more than that, but... Right. Yeah. All right, here we go. I don't know if this is out of order or not, but it felt weird to me, and I pulled it. Yeah. If only I'd been with her instead of in that stupid van changing my clothes... Yeah, then maybe the... you'd be dead, too. Come on, get dressed. I'll give you a ride home. The police took my van. With all my clothes. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. But there's no cut. Come on. 
So what's out of order? I, like, because there's no cut in between those two things. I guess. Oh, no, I don't think they cut it out of order. I think they delivered their lines maybe out of order. Like, I don't understand. Like, he's she's like, let me give you a ride home. And then he's like, yeah, the police took my like, I feel like sh she's supposed to say that after he reveals that I don't have a ride home. Right. Right. I don't know. It's weird. This is weird. And I find the way he delivers the line absolutely hilarious yeah. yes <laughs> oh, the police, damn it! it's so like low-key uh the police took all my clothes the, blah, 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 like the but damn it like i don't know it's damn crazy. it this is crazy. and he's like frowning he's like, mm. that's acting all right so kyle it's tell us about called acting you might have heard of it <laughs> mm. all right tell us about this next scene in this warehouse uh so she brings she takes him home and he invites her in and she's like oh could i have a beer and he's like nope Mom says you're not allowed to have beer or coffee. So they yep. come in for tea. And the house is just this absolutely enormous, like abandoned space. Like it literally looks like a condemned warehouse that he lives in. It's like, how much, how much space is this in Paris that you have? Yeah, it's weird that he bought a giant loft uh, and clearly like has no money to like upkeep it or like, yeah, I don't know why he would live in a place like this. Well, I think they're supposed to, they like want you to believe it's like real cheap that like he's broke and huh. like he lives in this cheap hovel, but it's so enormous that I was immediately like, what is this? Is this friends where everyone's like, how do you afford this goddamn apartment? <laughs> like, anyway. Um, where we says, find out that he's a minor and a like a dropout or whatever. Yeah, he's yeah. the he's the children of minors and then he like flunked out of university. And that the what, and that what is this? It's <laughs> like, so dumb. I think. Like also, is, do you believe that this guy has ever been in a mine in his life? No. <laughs> well, also then later, like when the, they they also reveal this is like how the photographer found him about the scaffolding. Like she saw me on the scaffolding, worker. and it's like once again, like I don't understand how she spots this dude, and it's like oh he says, baby, he says. It's she, the opposite of the was, normal thing. She was yeah. sexually harassing a construction worker instead of the other way around. Ooh. From 20 feet up, she could tell he was like model material. Yeah, and you know, you know. Like, just take a second pass at this. Like, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, so she ends up like going into a closet, right? Or he does, and there's like yeah, he's gonna in go the get, closet. Yeah. Uh, so they come out and she just houses these two goons. Like right. she snags one of their guns away, blows away the other one, but the main goon gets away. That's right. It's not like a Mac attack. It's she's on coal patrol, baby. She's on coal patrol. I like that. That is good. Ooh, coal man. Patrol. No, I have no notes. That is terrific. Great. <laughs> um, All right. So now we cut to a bit later in that same apartment and the police have shown up. So now we get to meet this new police character that we're going to be forced to live with for the whole episode. And like when Mitchell and he's and just eating a fucking sandwich, he's just constantly eating a baguette. <laughs> like, this made uh, this, watching him eat this sandwich like made me nauseous for some reason. <laughs> this man is gross. Something yeah. and like he's got like a wet voice. <laughs> Yeah. Like something about it just makes it sound like he's like perpetually grunting out words. <laughs> and like the tomatoes like hanging out of the sandwich. And it's like really distracting. And he's got very deep. He's like, oh, yeah. I was just in the neighborhood. <laughs> Came by to see the shooting. 
And we come to find out he's actually not like Paris constable. He is Interpol. Interpol. Right. And they just happened to be in the area. So he came. That makes no sense. I mean, I guess the idea is that they've been following like. I guess they've been following the goons. I assume. Right. Maybe. Or we're following the 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 model. I mean, I guess maybe following the model would make more sense. Like, how how are they following the goons? Unless right, they if they knew where the goons, if they were already following the goons, they would stop the shooting, presumably. Right. Or know where like their base was. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's very strange. Like he's being coy, I guess, to hide his true intentions or whatever. Uh, they, so th- they do a long, 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 long torturous dance where I think you're supposed to be wondering the whole time whether he's crooked or not. Right. And like moments of it are effective and moments of it are dumb. But <laughs> this is like the beginning of that where he's like, it's really suspicious that he's just in the area right. and he doesn't appear to be conducting any kind of investigation. Where he's like, oh, what? That's it? Mm-hmm. But he just blows. <laughs> um, so then we cut back to this like square where the photos were taken. Uh, and they're like, <laughs> go on, Kyle. Let's not let let us not skip over this. She's like, uh, she then like throws down, like jumps down, uh, like on a chair, and is just like, "Oh, my vacation's trashed. That's right. Trash. Let's go check the trash." <laughs> like, but they don't actually spell out that Riddler logic. Like, she just like sits down and then like looks at the camera, and then we cut to them littering. Like, at the scene of the photography. So, yeah, so they end up finding this film. Like, they're like, oh, like, it must be in the trash. They dump it out. It's right there. They don't Uh, pick the trash back up. They just take the film and run away. Right. So they, yeah, Jesus. Uh, So they go to, like, some sort of photo mat, get it developed, uh, and they're outside, and, like, turns out the goons are there, right? I guess they're watching Or are they? Mm. Mm-hmm. So they have uh, another fight, like in an alley, uh, and she kicks the shit out of them, and it turns out they're cops. Uh oh. Why? Why are they cops? Good question. Why? Don't, and also, why don't they say, "Hey, I'm a cop, you idiot"? Yeah, good like, point. Why don't they identify themselves as cops? I don't know. And fucking man pants is just like watching by the man pants. <laughs> By the alley. Like, oh, I'm not used to having a woman fight for me. Yeah. Another question. I don't know anything about Interpol badges, and maybe this is something I could look up, but they all appear to be flimsy sheets of paper in this. Like, like Interpol identifying information is not, like, a badge. It is a membership card. Yeah, it's apparently, like, a a not even laminated piece of cardboard. (laughs) Because that's what she takes from one of these guys to be like, oh, they're cops. Yep. So, wow, they're really in it now. So they they got the cops after them. They got the, you know, weird international terrorists. Uh, So now we cut to Max Ward. I guess further lead into the concept that, like, this is the Interpol people might be crooked. Right. Uh, so now we cut to Max Barge, and Regan is how long? Four hours late for dinner? Uh, yikes. So what have they been doing for hours? I don't know. Who Doesn't knows? she have a cell phone? I don't think so. She does. Oh, she does? Oh, she does. The yeah, opening so she scene did. is her on the cell phone. You're right. So she could have just called Mac in like two right. seconds and been like, hey, hey bud. Gonna like, be late. Yeah. I'm like yeah. wrapped up with this whole murder thing. So, wow, huh? All right. Um, and like 
McLeod's such a smug asshole. <laughs> like in this whole scene, he's like, "What's what's really going on here? Mm-hmm. What trouble are you in now?" Can we talk about the actual photos of the model? They're amazing. People should watch this episode just to see the photographic stills of this model doing like pretty <laughs> they're, good. They're not like interesting or like artistic or sexy or anything <laughs> like they worked on reagan yeah apparently actually here to, to dive more into this model thing because I, I we might have skipped over this i don't know if it gets brought up later but like the the reason they're sh- doing this photo shoot like they, there's some offhanded remarks about like the ad agency is gonna love the love you when they see these and like so like these are all like spec photos like he doesn't have a gig like this photographer found a hottie and is like we're gonna make you a star and then picks like these bizarre outfits to be like you're going to the top dressed like this like there's just no gig like i don't think they're modeling clothes for a particular agency or 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 company or anything like i don't know this all seems to be like on speculation like i just want to get you in the room with an ad agency uh, so that's even like just baffling to me. Like, what? Huh? You're, I mean, you're just assuming that she's a good photographer. I guess so. Maybe it's spec for both of them, baby. You're right. Maybe uh, she's just like a hobbyist and she's like, I want to take this to the next level. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. All right. But now we get a flashback, huh? Oh, boy. London, this... 1833. And now we get a scene that sounds like it was written by a teenage boy doing an impression of a teenage girl. I think is what this scene reads like. Somebody else could describe it because it is woof. All right. Well, yeah. Mac is, or Eamon, you can go. Well, Mac is like getting ready to gallop away on his horse. And this woman, Countess Ludmilla Albertina Katkushka von Cheka of Hungary, comes out of nowhere and says that and then he's like that's an exotic sounding name and she's like did you say exotic or erotic boing boing yeah uh and then they have a whole conversation about fucking a horse yep she's like oh a stallion like between your legs or whatever and it's just like holy shit somebody that can ride long and hard jesus Christ. And then we cut to, I think, what's supposed to be a funny scene of them, like, trying to undress each other, but it taking a long time. I kind of thought that was funny. I don't know if it, like, lands that well. Like, I like the concept of it. Like, in the throes of passion, like, we got to get these clothes off. But, like, their clothes are so, so complicated and there's so many, like, straps and strings and stuff. I thought that was funny. Uh, that is, like, a little think, bit funny. I don't think the execution of it is the greatest. But. And it takes minutes. Like, this is a <laughs> minutes-long gag for a joke that you just summed up in one sentence. Clothes are complicated. <laughs> like, and we get minutes of that bit. Uh, and apparently, uh, so Cole's thing for 250 years has just been tying men up <laughs> with the promise of like sex right yes so she's like oh are you into like variety and then she ties him to the bed Inky. <laughs> yeah and max is like these are very tight and then at this point uh-oh who comes in but like like waiting right there a bunch of yeah. soldiers to arrest Max why, for treason why couldn't they just come in and arrest him right away <laughs> yeah like they were, they were like 
lots of them <laughs> yeah much like, this there is exactly like the dea scene lots it's like of them. she's yeah. she's like it's like this illusion that she's doing the legwork uh how about those she's legs? Doing oh, that's shit. some real Ooh, leg doing work the leg right no uh, that model uh, was doing the leg work earlier uh those shorts <laughs> but yeah like i don't know like she yeah like you said there's a ton of guards like why didn't they just arrest him when he's by his horse just arrest him i don't know you got him. You got or him. like, I buy that maybe she needs to go find him and bring him back there. But then yeah. she's like, Psst, come get this guy. Right. Um, I don't get it. <laughs> uh, so the reason they arrested him is for diddling the Duke's wife. Uh, uh, is this the ultimate leader of the pack tie-in episode? Oh. When he's with the Duchess? Oh, right. that's right. If so, this is the greatest episode. <laughs> now it is. This is now it is. <laughs> Because the time, don't you, don't you find her dialogue is like very anachronistic compared to the rest of the flashback? I feel like she talks like modern lingo, yeah, and everybody else is kind of she speaks like a modern like, Hungarian woman, yeah. Like, she is was diddle a phrase back right. then? <laughs> Good question. Honestly, just, it could be one of those weird things that fucking like Shakespeare invented. Like, that's true. I don't know. It could. I'd be. buy that. Yeah, but if you're so right. If, that that does feel like uh, anachronistic sort of. You know. Uh, okay, I feel like she talks know. like now, and everybody else is talking like. I thought it was kind of funny when Mac was like, "Oh, that, yeah, right." Yeah. Uh, but so the, she gets like a thousand pound bounty on this. That must be an is, insane amount of money. Yeah. But she's very upset when she finds out what the... She seems to think that it was actually treason that he was guilty of. Right. And that, like, she was actually bringing in a dangerous criminal. And she's quite upset to learn that it's just because of some dalliance he had. Right. So once again, like, kind of showing that she's got, like, her heart... She's a good guy. Yeah, she's a good guy. Right. She's a good guy. She's a good gal. Okay, so now we cut to a bit later, and Mac is being transported uh, in a carriage on a foggy road, and the carriage to a private beheading is the <laughs> term they use, as opposed to a public beheading, I guess. Uh, and so they have to stop the carriage. He's like riding with like the captain in the carriage, uh, and they have to stop because there's like a broken down cart or whatever in the road. The nun with the dead nun. <laughs> so what happens now? She houses one of the guards and then just decides to fight the cops. That's right. Yeah, because she's so she's uh she's undercover nunner. She's sister act. That's she's right. an undercover. undercover. Yeah, an undercover. There you go. That Back in the better. habit, baby. Back in the habit. Yeah, and she fights like with her habit like hoisted up and I her this, legs. I thought this apart. was the habit. Is, is it all the habit? I don't know. Parts the habit. I got a Whatever. bad habit. I'll tell you that. Um yeah, they, they beat up these guards. And then she's like, ooh, can we pick up where we left off? Oh, like, yeah. In the middle of a road after they've <laughs> fought guards. And Mac, Mac at this point has escaped as well. And like, yeah. you know, undone his, uh, his whatever rope. Rope. Yeah, rope. so they didn't like put him in handcuffs or anything. I mean, I guess the rope. Yeah. <laughs> But then he they like kiss a bit or whatever, and he then ties her to the carriage, which seems like real bad news because like all those guards are gonna wake up and right. be like, "You betrayed us or whatever," which probably is treasonous as well or something. I don't know. Uh, it seems like a crime. Yeah, I don't know. They might kill her. It doesn't seem very nice that he uh, tied her up and left her there. Uh, not cool. No. 
Also, does she then, when she, does she speak with an American accent now? I have in my notes that I was like, wait, is she American? Her, her accent's all over the place. Yeah. I'm it's very sure. hard to tell. I will say, I like the way she dresses in this. Uh, now that I- And guess I liked, like, I actually liked this fight scene too. I yeah. thought it was actually kind of, I thought it was well done. It's fun. But she's like wearing like, I like that, that she's good. like wearing a suit, uh, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun. So she's all business. All business. There we but go. That's, and that's the that's flashback. That's how they met. Huh? <laughs> so we get back to the uh, the barge in present times. Uh, and so they're looking through all these photos, trying to find a clue. Uh, and so Reagan finally is like, oh, I recognize that weird blurry dude in the background that no one would notice. Uh, and-, and Max is like, I recognize him too for no reason. What? <sighs> what? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and then he goes to his computer, hacking we get on the, the return, computer again. Yeah, we get the return of the master macker hacker. Yeah, and like somehow he just pulls up an image of some terrorist who looks different, and they're like, with, "Yeah, it's this guy with beard technology." Yeah, I can change yeah. the beard the, removal the technology. Yeah, yeah. there guys. Oh, the razor. There he is. <laughs> There's the guy they recognized instantly. Ooh, there he is. That's right. He's oh, he's uh he he studied uh at the London School of Economics. Wow. Yep. Ooh, at the Sorbonne. And he was last seen in 1982, and they both recognized him. He worked him. with Hamas. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> there we go. I don't know what that was. Forty-two suspected assassinations. And he also killed 300 people on a plane. Yeah. Not good. But Max Not... using this, uh, the power book, man. Ooh, Apple. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> this is nuts. It so, is nuts. But anyway. full suite of Apple products. Here's the iPad Pro. <laughs> so now uh, Reagan's all excited because she's like, ooh, and a million dollar bounty. Let me uh, get on this. But I'm still one of the good guys. Hey, yo. And then the terrorists have somehow found her information. It's a, it's a whole information yeah. exchange. How did they find her picture? Did I miss something? No, you didn't. They're just like, hmm. Yeah, I don't know how they get this picture. Regan Cole. She's a bounty hunter. She almost got in my way when I hit Vega. <laughs> yeah, I don't really get how they're figuring this whole thing out doesn't make any sense uh but the big question i guess they're wondering mac is wondering is like who is this dude here to kill like you saw him in miami because he was there to assassinate vega what's he doing in town for he's got to be killing somebody right Mm. right so then we cut to kind of i guess maybe it's the next day or something i don't know on the barge uh it's in the morning i guess uh and so Max is distributing decaf coffee because Murphy can't have caffeine because he's seven. Because his robot parts? Yeah, that's right. It messes up his his uh, hydraulic system or whatever. Anyway, uh, there's like a... I slept on that futon from hell. Why did they... I have a question. Why did they give this character like these quirks, do you think? Like the coffee and the beer. Is it to make him seem innocent? I that's, guess. Yeah. Like it just seems like I don't know. It's just like they keep hanging a lantern on this. Like, why even go through this coffee scene at all? Because it's hilarious, Keith. <laughs> yeah, right. It's that hilarious. that just that's a fair point. We may have sold that short. Yeah, yeah, I just I don't know. I feel like it's there to tell us something. 
but also why does duncan is duncan also abstaining from caffeine and alcohol in his new like enlightened state i feel like we've seen him drink we have first off we have he's he's had wine and 3 a.m sushi which sounds degenerate in some capacity Mm -hmm. (laughs) i I will say too much sushi i did not pull duncan's uh watcher chronicle for this episode well i pulled part of it uh but uh you remember like when he went through his at the beginning of season six on the watch chronicles it said occupation monk which we thought was very funny <laughs> that's been gone they've eliminated he's back to like independent means or whatever it is so yeah uh so maybe he can just like live it up now he gave up that monk lifestyle yeah they couldn't even run with that for a whole season no. like it's only would... 13 episodes they couldn't yeah. go they couldn't run with it for three episodes yeah. so <laughs> Yep, he monked it, and then he flunked it. He's out. <laughs> Bam. Right. I'm sorry, guys. I got a lot of these today. Uh, you're on fire. I love it. He monked it, and then he flunked it. Is that Tony Shalhoub's monk? Yeah. Yes. Also on USA. Characters mm. welcome. Uh, <laughs> I like monk. Monk's I've fun. watched monk more recently. It's not as good of a show as I thought it was when I was a kid. Uh, but it's Shocking. still pretty good. It's still pretty good. Yeah. Well, now ready for a newspaper exposition because we got it baby they're at a cafe and well, no first the the interpol guy shows up oh that's right i forgot because, all about that because he gives he reads us a limerick that he wrote yes this is nuts does anyone this... want to listen to the limerick do it i don't know <laughs> this is we are talking about this for so long because it is so dumb yes this is insane here's this limerick Oh, any letters? Is a number on it, but if you squint, you can just make out my name. Ugh. You gotta be kidding. I don't joke. Oh. When I was a young man, I used to make up limericks. And can I hear one? There once was a young man with a film role who befriended a lass named Cole. Reagan Cole. You wouldn't happen to know anybody named Reagan Cole, would you, Mr. McLeod? Cool. Why is this scene in the episode? What's happening? So he wants to go look around, and I, I somehow involving a cell phone tower brings him here. Is that what they say? That's how he arrived like, at this place. I thought they like tracked some track call phone call the Mac, oh from the one she made in the park or whatever. Which huh. makes no sense. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Uh, cool. And he says he used to invent limericks, but it only he just has a single rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> also, right? it doesn't even roll in coal. I guess that works. I don't know. I don't understand this character. Why? Like, once again, I don't understand. Like, did they think yeah. this character could exist in like? Because this is a spinoff tryout. Like, did they think this Interpol guy would be a or like rotating... sidekick or whatever? I don't know. I thought so. Which makes me wonder why the DEA, DEA agent in the first thing wasn't this guy right like so she yeah, has like know. weird right. relationships with two different cops for no reason yeah two middle-aged loner cops yeah, yeah. it just it's he just... just feels so non-threatening like if his role in this story is supposed to be like you know reagan's on a mission reagan knows who the the real bad guy is and can maybe get him like and i don't know maybe he's standing in the way because like He's by the and, book and she's not. I don't know. Like, and, and more shady stuff with him being like, oh, you can maybe see my name if you squint. Being like, hurt, hurt, it might be forged. Like, right. But it's so also like that's... his goddamn napkin for his like subway yeah. footlong. <laughs> Is he Jared? Yeah, yes. Jared. 
he's in jail now. Um, so <laughs> Jared Jail. Ma- Mac, after cleaning up this guy's littering again, goes downtown with him to cover for Cole and what's his face. Oh boy, oh boy, your lunch. Oh, is this why Mac isn't in the rest of the episode? Because he's like yeah. arrested? Basically. Or not arrested. He at least went but, downtown like, with this yeah. guy. Just for a bit, because then this guy's doing his own thing for the rest of the episode. So True enough. Yeah, I don't know. The stakes are pretty high, and Mac seems to be like, you know what? I'm not really participating in this at all. So, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, so we're in this outdoor cafe, and Reagan and Murphy are hanging out, and this is when we get this newspaper uh, thing. So, do you guys want to describe this this newspaper exposition? So Murphy's like, I know you're smarter than me, but I'd love to ask you out. And meanwhile, she's like, ooh, are you done with that newspaper to the guy next door? And there's like some kind of anti-terrorism convention in town, which what does that even mean? But I have no idea. The headline just reads, Europe unites against terrorism. And it's like, okay, sure. So there's some kind of summit in Paris that's coming up. And she figures, oh, the target must be Must there. be this. Right. This but summit like, involves like medical doctors against terrorism. I don't, like, I don't get it. I don't get but that like, either. But like Vega doesn't appear to have been connected to this. Obviously, this guy kills other people. So it's like a, a real shot in the dark that this happens to be right. But yeah, he's, it's right. This is I, the target. I feel like this sort of like this sort of plot reminds me of like a Super Friends plot or something like where like it's just so generic. Like the. Like the, the UN thinking, is meeting and a Lex Luthor shows up. Right. Like, yeah, like the, the whole plot is just like these people don't like terrorism. And like, and that like fuels this guy to be like, well, I have to stop them now because I'm a terrorist. It's like, no, like you go do your terrorist. Like, he doesn't actually have any goal. Like, what's his real goal? Like, rob a bank or something, man. Like, we just have to stop the super friends. It's like, that's not a real goal, guys. Like, I don't know. I think we're. We're supposed to think that he's doing this for money. Like someone's paying him to kill these people. I guess so. I think. Who, I don't know. Is that really like worthwhile? I don't know. It Good question. Weird to me. I don't let's, know. All seem let's weird. let's let's write a write a letter to Hamas about whether right. or not they'd be threatened by doctors against terrorism. But <laughs> that's true. Okay. Uh, yeah. So anyway, she's gonna figure out what the deal is with this conference and tells Murphy just like hang out at the Louvre or something and you know have a nice afternoon Uh, but then he gets a little beep 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 call the agency regarding your headshots oh yeah he's like this is my big break Mm." right but why they didn't get any headshots the photographer's dead the film was destroyed (laughs) (laughs) yep anyway all right, so now we cut to like this conference building, right? And yeah. so Regan steals a clipboard from a van and like pretends to be security at the front door. Uh, and uses to steal somebody's ID badge to get in. Right. Dr. Bellows. <laughs> I at least like that that's dropped here a bit. Uh, like it's teased, like, oh, here's Dr. Bellows. You can go in or whatever, because that'll come back yeah. later. Uh, and then whoever she stops, I guess the idea is that like she kind of looks like her. And so she takes her badge. She's like, you have to re-register. And so she's able to get into the building. This is insane to me because like she has a clipboard and assumes the role of a security officer because there are no security officers. <laughs> like there is right. no security at this building. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's really strange. What a load of crap. <laughs> yeah. 
Ugh. Anyway. So she gets in there and like runs into the Interpol dude. Who's everywhere. He's just Who's everywhere. Everywhere. Um and Why he's basically he, like concerned that she's here. <laughs> like Yeah, at this point they're just like, I guess we'll just get along. Well, no, he basically says, like, here, take this and leave town or you're going to be arrested. But then he just goes along with her and it's like, I don't know. They end up kind of teaming up. Later, but as of this interaction, they are still enemies. And we're, I guess, still supposed to think that this guy might not be on the level. Right. Because then we're about to see him again because Murphy is late to their, like, rendezvous. Right. So she goes back to the apartment. And just finds, in time to, yeah, yeah good. finds him there on the phone and she's like get out and he's she's an idiot screaming he's screaming, she's screaming get out and he's like i can't hear you i'm an idiot he's a complete yeah. more everybody in this episode is a buffoon <laughs> <laughs> uh and yeah so then he just gets like capped he's done which why like why don't if the goons want the film why don't they need to capture him to figure out where the film is i why don't they shoot her? Like, isn't she visible from? I guess not. But... Maybe not. Maybe not. And Maybe it's not. all just because they, like, no one has seen this guy allegedly in 15 years. Like, so what's it? Ma- I don't know. Like, the only thing that matters is if someone's able to positively identify, like, that person being the person from 15 years ago. Like, I don't yeah. know. This, this fucking dude, uh, who we, we only, did we finally find out his name? His name's Kendall. Uh, and they don't reveal for like a long time but like yeah he has created this entire problem for himself uh a thousand percent it's really ridiculous another buffoon uh another buffoon so now the cops come and are questioning her and she's like what and you know this fact is like well if it's any consolation we got the shooter (laughs) Uh, but she thinks like wetly she thinks this has all been a setup so if you want right. to tell us about but, why that is. Well, she looks at his beeper and sees the thing that that he was summoned back. And the guy, out of nowhere, just offers like, oh, yeah, it's for the Gizzy ad agency, probably wanted the headshot. And she's like, I never told you that. And then, so she thinks that they set him up and used him as bait. Right. Which I don't know why she assumes that and not that they are in on it, but... That's her assumption that they use him as bait, and his defense is no, we had tapped his phone. Makes no sense. For why? It's really weird. I don't know. They were working fast too. They got a warrant up and running for this guy's to tap this guy's phone in 24 hours when he's seemingly unconnected to anything. I don't know. Fair enough. There you go. Strange, but whatever. None of this makes any sense, but we we move along. It has so much other substance to it. It doesn't really need to make sense, Kyle. That's fair. That's right. Uh, all right. So then we end up like we cut to this alleyway near the conference site, and the the assassin Kendall pops out, and he confronts Doctor Bellows, uh, and he eliminates Doctor Bellows and takes his like you know ID and all that stuff. Because guess what? Kendall kind of looks like Doctor Bellows. Uh, there we go. So that's the deal. And I was just like, this is an international conference that has like highfalutin people from presumably all over the world coming to it and like, but despite that it looks like it's being held at a howard johnson and he's parked yeah. like, it's like a in hojo a, in party a weird alleyway like what like there's not a parking lot there's not valets there's still no security like i just don't get it it's just like <laughs> it's just so weird so he puts a gun 
and like a canister of oxygen into this guy's like medical bag, which I guess because they're all doctors at this convention, he'll carry this giant bag full of oxygen and a stethoscope. Yeah, like why does he need that stuff? All doctors don't have like that at the ready. It's so weird. Oh boy. It makes okay. No sense. Uh, so back at this conference, right? So things are all kind of going to come to a head here. Uh, when we cut back, there is a dude with a metal detector. Just like he fucking just this around. dude with a me metal detector is just detecting random surfaces. He even detects a wooden railing. He's like, maybe there's a bomb in here. It's like, what are you doing, man? Like. No wonder this, it's such a shit show with these cops. Yeah. So, you know, they're just talking and this guy is like greasily reassuring her that like, we've checked a thousand times. It's fine. There would be no problems. And then, you know, of course they get out to the floor and in two seconds she spots Dr. Bellows. <laughs> and it's like, that's, and he's like, she's like, oh, I'm going to go after him. And he's like, why? And it's like, it's the fucking guy. Why else would she be chasing someone? It's the guy. I I don't I don't get it. <laughs> so he somehow gets away. Somehow there's there's supposed to be security every does no one even have a walkie-talkie? Like no. it's crazy. Also, Apparently lock the not. fucking building up. Like, what is up? Anyway. They just seem to have done a very poor job. Um <laughs> like also, I, I I had this written a couple times in my notes. Did anyone like wonder about the timeline like how long does this episode take place over like she Two never changed she never changes her clothes once this is right. this is one day baby you think it's yeah, one day they, they sleep it they sleep at max and okay. then they do all this yeah wow all right that's why she's still wearing that same outfit with the dumb sweater <laughs> she's going yachting after this with the harvard club <laughs> like it's ugh. all anyway. right so after they uh can't find Dr. Bellows. They end up in the auditorium. and Having so the same conversation all over again about how security is so good. Which is I've crazy because it's everything. obviously not. Yeah. Uh, and so in then, two seconds, she finds a bomb. Right. It And it's in a giant medical bag that's like this big that's on the stage. Also, she checks on the stage. There is a Mr. Coffee on like visible. And she, on, looks, in and the... she looks in the water reservoir. Yeah. It's like, what kind of detective work is happening? Like, what? It works though. She opens this canister to discover that there's some kind of nerve agent in it. Right. Uh, and he's like that... really disinterested. Well, he's like, I don't like, know what oh, that box is. How the bloody hell did that get in here? It's like, because yeah. you guys aren't doing anything. Yeah. yeah. And it's worth noting again at this point, I thought. I think there's still supposed to be a legitimate question about whether this guy's like on the level and is like a real cop. Okay. And she's like, here, take care of this bomb. Oh, <laughs> like, right. Just go do this. And I was like, oh, is that what's going to come back? No. But yeah. it's a real cop. She's just like, yeah, take this outside or something. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, do you think that, I wonder sometimes if that happens, you know, like these scripts, this was written by James Thorpe, who is based on, you know, the West Coast, right? In, in America. And I, I sometimes wonder, like, when they're shooting these these Paris episodes, like, if they're not contacting the writer a lot, like, was this all just a big misinterpretation? Because, Kyle, you pointed out, like, that they seem to, there seem to be breadcrumbs here that maybe he's crooked. But, like, yeah. maybe when- We're the not even a cop at all. Right. Like, but maybe when the, the cop or the, the director read the script, they never picked up on that? 
mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, and like somehow he became like this kind of goofy cop and they don't shoot it with the intention of making him seem possibly nefarious. Like, and it's, yeah. it's not even scored that way. Like you, you would push in differently. Like you might linger on somebody's eyes to be like, Ooh, they're thinking about something else while talking about, I don't know. Like there's all these techniques you would do to show somebody's maybe not what they're all cracked up to be or what they're showing you. Uh, and they don't do that. And maybe that's just like a script director miscommunication or something. Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe it's I'm reading strange. into it. I don't know. No, I think you're right that like, I think if we took all those things and put them together, you could be like, oh yeah, like the cop could definitely be crooked and that'd be a fun twist. Uh, but that tension's not built into the episode. So yeah, not, real, not too much at least. It's so odd. Mm. So anyway, we then get back up to the main ballroom because that's like the only other set in this building. Mm-hmm. Um, and she immediately just sees him again. And he's making small talk with people. You'd think he'd be like leaving or something, but no. You see that buffet, just... man? The shrimp cocktail. Yeah, it's gotta get it up. Like, <laughs> when is it supposed to explode? In like two hours? Two or hours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but why wouldn't he be out of there? Just leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he did his thing. Why would you? And you know, people are looking for you, and you know they know what they that you look like. So just yeah. try to go. Yep. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> she then is like freeze. Uh, I'm gonna. She, she does like a be- like a Joker style interruption in the middle of the party <laughs> where she's yeah. like, "Well, like, well, well, <laughs> Doctor <laughs> Bellows." Uh, Doctor Bellows, low. It turns out has a giant bomb strapped to him that was, uh, it's obvious from like 50 feet away. Like, and it's outside his clothes Yeah, he's too. like, <laughs> Like, I don't understand how we got through security with this. Right. I don't, I don't know. And he had somehow... his jacket buttoned, I guess. And right. they don't yeah. like. This is so crazy. And it's somehow tied to his heartbeat. Which they don't explain at all. Yeah. I'm like, he got wanded down. Yeah. Like, did that not detect this giant bomb? It's giant. It's really big. Well, he just says, oh, it must have been my medical equipment. And they're like, all right, that's good enough for me. It's crazy. Pre-9-11. But the thing is, like, they literally know this place is a target, right? Yeah, they do. Like, so, I mean, like, the idea that I would understand someone being lax at security being like, oh, like, my oxygen tank or pacemaker set off the thing. And it's like, okay, like, that seems, but like they, they know that a terrorist wants to blow, like your security would be so much more heightened. Ah, uh, it's the honor so, system. The honor so, system. So he's like, You're gonna, a helicopter is gonna come and you're gonna allow me to leave. And what's her retort? What is her retort? Uh, what does she say? Or, or just what she do? Uh, she says, I'll allow you to kiss my butt. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's, <laughs> Kiss my butt. What a line. I'll allow you to kiss my butt. Characters welcome, guys. Wow. So anyway, he's she's just like, this next part is actually kind of cool, I think. He's like, yeah, well, like when my heart stops, this bomb I, will go off. I will kiss your butt. <laughs> and she's just like, oh, well, your heart stop- won't stop for like a few seconds. So blam, <laughs> just blast him in the face. And yeah, then, this is kind of brutal. Like she shoots yeah. him in the head. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he doesn't go flying back. Like she shoots him in the face, and then he's still standing, which is remarkable. And she tackles him out a window. Yeah. Yes, and then they like fall into the river, and, and it, it explodes. This is a explodes. risky move. 
yeah. risky. Like, how, did she know that there'd be water like right there? Like, in my head, I'm like, oh, they're just gonna hit the pavement and then blow up the whole building. Right. And like, what if the like, oh, the president was down there looking at the <laughs> like water, and you fell out of a window and blew him up. Also, like, if an immortal's blown up and like their head gets blown off their body, does that count as like? A beheading, probably. I think, Why yeah, not? I think so. A propeller can do yeah. it. Why not a bomb? This is so crazy. like this is risky. Also, she. Also, we didn't mention it, she steals the gun. Yeah, like, yeah, she, she stole does... the gun from Wet Cop. <laughs> right. Yeah. He still doesn't care either. Like after this all happens, he like shrugs his shoulders and it's like pity. It's like yeah. Jesus Christ, man. I'll eat some more of these chocolate eclairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's this episode, Denouement, baby. All right, back at the barge that night with Duncan. I guess now Reagan Cole is officially dead, which is just like I don't know. You jumped in the water; you could probably pass yourself off as alive. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone would be like if she emerged from the water afterwards. I don't think Mm -hmm. anyone would be like she's a witch or something. Like, I think they'd be like, well, she must have found Yeah, I I don't know. Like, they probably wouldn't be like she's a witch. Yeah. You never know. I don't know. But anyway, she's dead, I guess. So, yeah, she has to start over. Mm-hmm. But and Max, good. Makes this weird speech about how, like, the guy the guy was a cancer, and <laughs> she, like, removed him to make the world a better place or something. Uh-huh. She's well on her way to being a joker. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this speech? Like, this is insane. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's intense. She's like she's like Cobra, the the Sylvester Stallone movie. Crime is the disease, but I'm the cure. <laughs> I am the law. And then they like, fuck. Yeah. yeah then they, they they get they, they have like a callback to the flashback, and then Mac finally gets it in, and that's the episode. That's right. That's right. Well, we I'm glad of- at least they didn't fuck like in the middle of the episode. Like we didn't have to watch a whole thing. That's. You know? I mean, we sort of did. We did. Though. Oh, I guess we did that was watch the four. It. The four. The lead up. That was the foreplay. That's, that's right. true. Yeah. But I don't know. This could have easily been uh, like that sex scene in what was the other episode? Or where they're like really going at it. It's gross. I don't know. Oh, well, we didn't get that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got thoughts on this episode, but before we get too far into them, we should probably play a game, right? Game time! Game time! So we're going to play a watcher tube. Nice. You guys remember this game. So you have to guess the Highlander episode based on clues I give you from the YouTube comments. And you can watch Highlander for free on YouTube by checking out Synodyne. I'll give you three clues and just shout out your name if you think you know the episode. All right. Let's do it, baby. Are you guys ready for the first episode? (sighs) Try now. Let's do it. The guy in the morgue said, it's been real dead around here, laughing my ass off. Kyle. Yes, Kyle. Deadly medicine. Yes, that's correct. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> wow, look at that. Yeah, baby. <laughs> You're All welcome. Right. So Kyle gets one point. Keith. Zippo. No points. Were there other good clues on that one? 
One was, I love Adrian Paul, Heartface. He is my favorite actor since I teenagers. Nice. Wait, since what? Since I teenagers. Oh, oh that's the uh, Will Smith movie, right? <laughs> yeah, I teenagers. That's the yeah. prequel. <laughs> uh, all Will right. Smith is, is mad at his uh, Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> Deadly Medicine. And the winning title was Joe Pantoliano always plays a creep. Is that yes. true? I yeah. guess it is. Yeah, he's never really like a nice guy in anything. It's true. Yeah, I don't know. He should be like Paddington Bear or something. <laughs> Joe Pantoliano is Paddington. Paddington. All right, next episode, first clue. Adrian Paul should have won the Oscar with his Duncan Barbarian. LOL, just loved it. An Oscar is spelled O-S-K-A-R. Wow. Uh, Keith? Yes, Keith. Homeland? No. Good Ooh, that's, a good, that's a good guess. I will guess Take Back the Night. No, but good mm. guess. We're barbarian lists. I wonder if they got any calls for setting a crucifix on fire. Oh, uh, uh, oh, shit. For setting a crucifix on fire. Kyle. Yes, Kyle. Oh. Archangel? No. Good mm. guess, Keith, uh, do you have a guess? Oh, fuck. What's it called? You're nailing I don't it. want to say anything about the episode to give you a clue. Oh, no. no it's so dangerous. Keith, do you have a guess? I don't nope, he doesn't. On. Give us that third All clue, right. baby. Final clue. Callus, first immortal in this series that looks much better with the beard. It looks uh, much better with the beard. I'm Keith? trying to... The beard. Yes, Keith. Song of the Executioner? Yes, that's correct. Uh, what? There's a cr burning cross in that? Apparently. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I don't, didn't, didn't remember that. I thought it was going to be uh, the episode I couldn't think of was uh, what's the one with uh, uh, the yeah the demon the demon um, no I was of Saint Antoine no no the where he pretends to be like a god uh, uh, little tin little god. Tin little god. Tin god that was it because I thought little a cross lights god. up in that but maybe not so you're tied up now baby. Ooh. Nice work, Keith. Next episode, first clue. I love the chemistry Adrian and Roger and their characters have. Their banter is priceless. Keith. Keith. Stone a schoon. No. Good guess, though. Kyle, do you have a guess? Uh, Kyle, usual suspects. No. Good guess, though. Next clue. Is it just me, or does she sound like Tessa? Is it just me, or Keith? does she sound like Tessa? Yes, Keith. Starcrossed. No. Good guess, though. Kyle, Ooh. do you have a guess? Kyle, Stone of Schoon? No. I said that last time. Oh, you did? <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Shit! <laughs> hmm. uh, I was just trying to keep it moving. I didn't want to sit okay. here and think about it too long, you know? Yeah, obviously I didn't think about it too long. Yeah, I didn't oh, think about it at all. <laughs> this comment, I think I've read comments from this person before. Truth Dog. Oh, cool! <laughs> I'm already afraid. It looks like the 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 character in the profile is a courage of cowardly dog, but he looks like Garfield. So I don't know what that. Yeah, is. There's a lot of layers there. I'm assuming courage the cowardly dog is also a 9/11 truther, but oh, absolutely. Didn't Robert play the blonde vampire immortal in the first season? He's not the first immortal to get repurposed. 
Uh oh. Ah, shit. Uh, oh, this is going to kill me. This is going to kill me. I'm just going to say Kyle the Vampire. No. But, so. um, no, I'll, I'll pass. Pass. All right. The episode was Till Death. Um, of course. Of course. Till Death. Right, row. We're yeah, still all tied. Really, we are still tied up, baby. We're bad at this, baby. We Let's blew it. it. The quarantine like ruined it. Ruined the our quarantine were ruined our brains. Yes. yes well, that's did. true. Yeah. Next all episode. Right. First clue. He could have easily gone around Richie's bike. There was plenty of room. Kyle. Yes, Kyle. Oh shit. I said the wrong. I, I was thinking of the wrong episode. I'm gonna say prodigal son, but that's wrong. It is wrong. I'm sorry. Keith, um, do you have a guess? Yeah, maybe I'll say like, I don't know. Is it like Starcrossed? It is not Starcrossed. All right. Good guess though. Next clue. This is quite weird because I remember this show from the late or mid 90s at around 12 p.m. on Wednesday night. It got canceled after about two seasons. The only ones I remember had Joan, Jet, and Vanity in them. Yeah, this is weird. What? What kind of comment is that? I don't know. It's insane. I'm assuming that's a total non sequitur and we're not supposed to name one of those two episodes, but maybe we are. Ooh, I don't know. Keith, Revenge is Sweet. No, good guess though. Kyle. Kyle, I'll just say free fall so we can round out the cycle. I think (laughs) I know what episode this is and I cannot for the life of me come up with a title and it is driving me completely insane. Insane in the membrane. Insane in the brain. Woo. This is from Dangerous Comedy. All good Uh comedy should be dangerous, guys. That's right. That's true. I hope it's like the guy from the top of the episode. Yeah, me too. Hey, my wife deserves to get a bowling ball thrown in her face. Hey. (laughs) The guy playing Cragen also played the immortal sheriff in Innocent Man, an early episode. And the girl played a thief who idolized Amanda. Huh. Cragen. Cragen. Reagan. We're terrible at this, Keith. What? We are just bad, bad, Can you read it one more time? <laughs> Sure. The guy playing Cragen also played the immortal sheriff in Innocent Man, an early episode. And the girl played a thief who idolized Amanda. Mm. Yeah, I'm fucked. Uh, I got nothing. I don't know. What episode was Cragen on? The answer is, any last minute guesses? No. Just no. say an episode. <laughs> no. Just right. do it. Haunted. It was haunted? haunted. Haunted. That was not the episode I was thinking of at all. Wow. Haunted. Were those? Oh, I forgot all about that. Well, fair enough. Oh, and that's why he could have easily gone around Richie's bike. bike. That's right. Yeah. Because yeah. he was Which... like the sleazy film producer or something, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. I remember we said that too. That he could have just gone around the bike. Like. <laughs> yeah. Just go around. That it was, was a very dark easy. episode. Richie. It was very dark. Richie seduces that woman. That's yeah. That's when really... we found out Richie was the true villain of the Highlander series. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe he got what he deserved. Uh, but... <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Woof. All right, so you guys are still tied. So this is for all the marbles. Wow. We are bad at this. We still might we be should, tied. We, should, we're doing we, should, we hang our heads in shame. We're bad. I wonder if the audience got all these. Let's Write us so. in. Probably. They're screaming at their podcast devices right now. So. <laughs> Their podcast devices are Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg. Last episode, first clue. That guy looks like the amazing Mr. Limpet. Limpet? Kyle. Yes, Kyle. 
deadly exposure. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Kyle wins. <laughs> Mr. Limpet. I don't know this reference. Mr. Limpet is a Disney movie about a fish, the man that turns into a fish, played by Don Knott. Oh, huh. And Dr. Dr. Bellows looks like the amazing <laughs> Mr. Limpet. Wow, I thought I knew all of Don Knotts' catalog, and <laughs> no, I, you, I don't. You've you've learned a valuable lesson here. Yeah. Also, bringing it bringing it uh, back around to Doug, right? That's right. He was in Doug, wasn't he? Oh, did Don he play Knotts. the voice of the principal? I oh, thought. I think he did. Yeah. Yeah. Principal Butt Savage or the other one? What's his name? In Doug? I haven't watched Doug in a long time. His name is Butt Savage. No, there's Skinner, and then there's not Skinner. Uh, there's the one you always see, but then there's like one that's off camera, and I thought his name was Butt Savage. Wow! All right. And the theme of these episodes was was death. That's why we had deadly exposure, deadly oh. medicine, haunted, song of the executioner. Um, that's good thematic stuff. Ooh. Yeah, spooky for Halloween. Spooky Halloween. Ooh, congratulations, Kyle, for winning. I did a bad job. Musical guest, Chumba Wumba. <laughs> congratulations. Oh. Are you guys dressing up for Halloween this year? No. Okay. Don't know yet. Oh. It's a little maybe late, though. It's very late. The mask. That's right. The, as in the, the Mel Brooks movie, or yeah, the Mel Brooks Mel Brooks Mel Brooks. What are we movie. talking I don't about know now? What happens okay. to me? <laughs> Never mind. Guys, this is the wrong movie. Never mind. <laughs> are you thinking of Elephant Man? <laughs> I was referencing with, Elephant Man, but, but confused with mask with Cher. Cher, and, oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, what's his name? I uh, was confusing Mel Gibson. Those two movies. Hmm. Mel Gibson. So Keith, he, he, he was in an Elephant Man, wasn't he? Yeah. He, what's that movie called? Uh, Man without a face. Man without a face. That's right. All mm-hmm. right. All right. The layers. Keith, you technically won the game, so we get to hear from you first about this turd. We're talking about the catalog game. That's right. The first thing you're going to hear from me is the Watcher Chronicles. Oh. Oh. Very good. All right, here we go. Uh Uh-oh. Full screen? Can I do full screen? I don't know. Full screen? Anyway, guys, today we're talking about Reagan Cole. Uh, uh Uh-oh, I don't have... uh, Hold on. I'm giving you guys the uh, the one with the... uh, Everything's blacked out. There we go. Here we go. Freaking Cole. She was uh, known aliases Ludmilla von Cheka Isidore Winter and Casey Monroe. Ooh. Interesting. Uh, Born in 1504, uh, Canton of Uri, Switzerland. So she's Swiss. Swiss. Interesting. Swiss. Swiss. Like when you're Swiss, you can get away with literally any accent. So, hmm. Just the Uh, Swiss. To bring this back around, what's the deal? La Femme Nikita. I'm not like, uh, I don't know too much about it. Was she La Femme like... Nikita is a uh, Luc Besson movie and TV series. But she's like a, like an assassin who was raised to be an assassin since childhood or something, I believe. Okay. But is she French in that? Like, is she? I believe so. I was going to say, I was curious if she was Swiss or something. She might be Swiss. I thought she was French, but she could be Swiss. Wow. All right. Uh, so her first death, 1531, beaten by robbers. Oh, all right. That's kind of not good. (laughs) Nope. Uh, first teacher, Amanda. Hey, oh, at least she made it into the Watcher Chronicles, not this episode, but so she's in the opening credits, so she was kind of in the episode. There you go. 
Uh, original cultural affiliation, Swiss, uh, recent base of operations, no fixed location, occupation, bounty hunter. Wow, Ooh. how about that? And her watcher fit. is Vinny Sabatka. Is that yeah. the brother of the, the, the villain in the second season of The Wire? Sounds like it. <laughs> right. Frank Sabatka. All right, here we go. Her chronicle reads, I don't know exactly what I was expecting when they told me I was assigned to be a, a, to a bounty hunter. Cowboy hats figured prominently, if I remember correctly. Well, I've been with Reagan Cole a year now, and I still don't know what to expect. A taxi dancer one minute, a nun the what? next. She puts the Mounties to shame with this always get our man thing. But as Reagan would be the first to say, it's a living. Oh, boy. She's been doing it for centuries, since the time when the employment opportunities for women were limited to marriage, convent, or brothel. At least this way, she gets to stay her own boss. This is a interesting. very interesting take. Huh, on Interesting take. Yeah. On bounty hunting as a profession. It's like taxi I, dancer. What is taxi dancer? I'm going to assume that means like stripper or like runway dancer. I think that like if you taxi, like you taxi down a road, right? Or taxi down a runway. Uh, it's uh, that's it's, my guess. It's somewhere in, someone that's paid to dance with a customer on a dance by dance basis. Oh, huh. But it doesn't seem like this has been a thing since like the 20s. <laughs> what? Fair enough. Interesting. Huh. She was also a nun, it says. Interesting. Well, I guess that's a, a reference to the callback or the, the flashback. Oh, I guess so. But she wasn't like really a nun. I mean, the same right. way she wasn't really a doctor. When she yeah. took or that really a stripper. Idea. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Taxi dancer. This says that taxi dancing has all but vanished from the nightlife scene in the United States by the 1960s. I'm surprised it lasted that long. Maybe yeah. it's just still being in Canada or something. Maybe. Fascinating. Yeah. I think it's weird just the way they frame it's big it. In that like Switzerland. <laughs> yeah. I think it's weird the way they frame it that like she doesn't have employment opportunities. So like she does this because it's what she's used to. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> I don't know. Like I just don't get why not just be like she's fucking great like she kicks ass and she's awesome at getting people yeah. and so she does it like i don't know is bounty hunting really like a profession that people are like well i can't do anything else i'll be Probably a bounty not. hunter now also bounty hunting is not a good profession yeah that's <laughs> she's what I've striking ch chasing down bail jumpers like because the bail bondsman's gonna lose a bunch of money if they don't find them mm-hmm yeah, that, that's the thing, too, with her going after this dude, Kendall. Like, it doesn't make any sense that, like, a bounty hunter would be after him. Like you said, like, it's for people that, like, violate their parole or something. Like, well, I guess there was, like, a bounty, an international bounty on Osama bin Laden. Maybe it's something like that. But, like, Dog the Bounty Hunter is not about to go arrest <laughs> Osama bin Laden. Like, no. that's not how that works. Uh, yeah, I just don't, I don't know. Uh, she should be after, I don't know. I guess maybe, well, we'll get into it when we talk about this whole episode, I guess. Uh, and then Duncan's got a little chronicle here I thought I'd read. Um, Duncan. Duncan. Uh, it's been a while since McLeod has done the Columbo thing. No, had to see it hasn't. <laughs> this... <to> see... <laughs> That's false. Not true. Go on. Yep. Uh, glad to see he learned something from all that time he, uh, spent sleuthing and studying forensics with old Sam Thompson back in Seacouver. Do you guys remember Sam Thompson? No. Uh, I think he was uh, from Deadly Medicine. Uh, the dude, remember they investigated the ring? Oh, oh like, right. Right? Isn't that crazy? We're like, wait, he's friends with this dude? Wow. Weird. That's a deep uh, cut. Yeah. 
Uh, is it another sign of how much McLeod has changed that even once they identified the bad guy, he was able to step back and let the lady fight her own battle? Sexism. Fair enough. <laughs> Maybe Mac is growing up. I guess so. Uh, McLeod let a woman do something for once. Isn't that, doesn't it seem dismissive? Kind of. And it also seems to just really hang a lantern on the fact that Mac is a sexist and he can't let women do things for themselves. Uh, so really calling that out. I don't know. Uh, but also, that being said, the stakes are pretty high. I feel like everybody should get involved in this who can, but I don't know. Who's to say? Who's to say? Yeah, I mean, blowing up a building full of people. Doctors, no less, against Doctors. terrorism. That's right. That's that's pretty bad, all I right. think. Keith, yeah. let's it's jump all you, into baby. This. Okay, yeah, that's right. So let's talk about this. Uh, so this is this is such a strange episode. Uh, that's one word for it. Yeah, I just, I feel like I hate this episode i don't like this at all it's not good it's uh i just think the mystery like the mechanics of this episode don't work at all uh the idea of having like kind of this like femme fatale uh person doesn't seem like a bad idea as like where could the show go i guess although i guess i'm wondering like well what is i mean i don't know we can talk about this in context of like the other spinoffs maybe later uh but yeah i just i don't really care about any of the characters in this um yeah i don't know i just am left befuddled by everything that happens uh just like just weird dialogue and just goofiness and uh no no thanks no thank you she doesn't have like an angle or anything it's just like her thing is she chains up dudes who want a boner and that's like that's her thing yeah, it's weird they keep going back. They do that twice. Like, that's the stripper angle, and that's the how she captures Mac angle. Uh, right. Because it's also weird because they make her, like, a fighter. And Yeah, like, she's a good fighter. Right. And like, I, I think like of most of the spinoff characters we've seen, like, I think they do a very good job with her in these action scenes of, like, making it work. Like, she yeah. seems yeah. like she needs no tricks, really. Right. Uh, and so, like, I don't know. That, I feel like, is you know, contrasted against either people like, well, we had Kenny, the kid who like tricks people because he can't fight or even someone like Amanda who maybe can fight a bit, but like her deal tends to be like that she uses like her, her charm and like, you know, like she, she's able to get things from people. Uh, like she manipulates people and stuff like that. And like, right. that's her deal. Uh, but I, I guess I don't understand why that's Regan Cole's deal. Uh, like it doesn't need to be. Um, I honestly think that they weren't thinking that that was her thing. They just did it twice. You know I, no, I'm, I'm being really? dead serious. That sounds like a dumb sentence, but I don't think we're supposed to assume that's who the character is. Huh, interesting. I think, I think the, the character that shoots him in the face and dives out after him is who this character is supposed to be. Interesting. And then they did this shtick twice for huh. some reason in a way that cheapens it. Interesting. Because also, we, like... We see her just use regular violence more often than we see her do this like weird seductive stuff. Anyway, sorry, Eamon. Uh, I was just going to say, it's just like, yeah, like you think she's going to be this sexy, like, like Keith said, this like La Femme Nikita type character. But then it's like, she's just really a, like a good gal with a heart of gold. Yeah. And like, but it's just underwritten. Like the episode, like there's no specifics. It's all very vague. It's like, 
we have to stop the bombing from this bad guy who's just a bad guy and we don't know anything about him and right yeah you know. and her immortality does not factor into this at all no other than the only thing i thought at the end of the episode i wrote in my notes is kind of just a joke i was like oh wouldn't it be funny if like if she had a spinoff and they treated her like kenny like from south park like, <laughs> every episode, episode she dies. dies uh but at least that would be like something like it's like maybe she uses her immortality to put her like she does what other people can't because she can like tackle somebody out a window, uh, you know, and survive. That would be it. cool. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or like, or the idea, I don't know, like a daredevil thing. Like she's got no fear, like, because she can't die and she'll just yeah. like, I don't know. She's an unstoppable force. Like when it comes to like getting a bad guy, uh, that might be cool. I guess. That would be cool. But like you said, Eamon, like there's no specifics, like, Right. Uh, like it's no wonder here let's let's talk about how this exists as a spinoff. Like it is no wonder this was not the spinoff because there's nothing there. They never See, wrote, I, they almost didn't write these spin-offs like specific enough. Like I don't I I don't know what to like hook into. See, I feel right. like of all the spin-offs, this has the most this and the amnesia one have like yeah. the most obvious what happens next. I would right? agree. Like the sins of our father one. What happens next? No, yeah, I don't know. It's over. It's done. Yeah, gives that's shit. bullshit. And then there's this justice, one, which is like, yeah, I don't know. But this one, like, there is like an obvious path forward here that I'm not, I actually think could be a compelling show. Mm -hmm. It's like, you've got this immortal bounty hunter. She travels around. She gets into these dangerous situations. Maybe we have this interval, Interpol character who's like kind of this bumbling kind of antagonist kind of ally from from like week to week and you see her and maybe she targets immortal bad guys because she knows the cops can't get them or maybe right. whatever you want the case to be that's a show sure right. and it almost just it almost makes more sense than the show they made where mac just so happens to do that every week yeah, I was going to say, that, that is, like, what it is, except he's not, yeah. like, it's not his job. <laughs> right. Yeah, only now you make her, like, a globetrotter of some kind. Right. And she goes yeah. around and, like, you know, I think it makes sense in mm -hmm. some way. And I don't even dislike this character, necessarily. Like, I thought this actress was all right. Yeah, um, it was fine. Sure. Yeah, like, I don't know. But the initial, but this initial delivery of the, the concept is so bumbling that like, of course it's not gonna work. Like it's bad, it's just not good. I'll also say like on the special features, the writer, James Thorpe, like they get into this kind of spinoff stuff. And he, he says they had no idea, quote, they had no idea where they wanted to take the characters. And I'm just like, huh? Like they knew that these were gonna be some sort of like spinoff audition. Like, why not have any idea? Like, that just seems like they undid themselves. Like, yeah, because like yeah. you'd need to know where you want the character to go, and then loop all that stuff into this episode, right? So that by the end, you're like, oh, I want to see more of X. What what on earth happened to this character? I would love to see more of the adventures of Ronnie Reagan and like her bounty hunting adventures. Like, like does she have a flaw? Like, what's her flaw? Like, stuff like that is important to build into a character. Like, you know, mm -hmm. uh. I don't know, like people she like like cares for instance, like, too darn much. She cares too much. She's too much of a perfectionist. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's just like I feel like stuff like that's important to have as well. Like so we can see like well, what does this character need to overcome or like I don't know like. I mean, I think they did that kind of with Mac to a degree as well. Like they made a perfect superhero for the show, 
Uh, and weirdly, they end up using that against Mac, which becomes his yeah. flaw. Like that his like idea of morality is so set in stone or what he views as like, this is the thing, this is how you're supposed to act or whatever. Uh, but I think that's like maybe an accidental byproduct of mm. them creating a Boy Scout superhero. Uh, yeah, but it ultimately works. Like those oh, are some, those are some fairly compelling episodes when you get to push on those pressure. Oh, definitely. I guess, but I'm yeah. just like wondering, like with these new spinoffs, like again, like w what is going to be interesting about this character? Uh, I don't know. I just I can't figure it out. So baffling. Nothing. Uh, also, uh, Bill Panzer says on the special features that like we were kind of shocked at this point, like that Adrian's absence from the show would have a negative effect. Yeah, and, and he, once again, I was just like, "Really? Like you didn't think that was a why possibility?" Why would that be yeah. surprising? Like yeah. that the main character not being on the show, people might not be interested, and the supporting characters being in the credits and not being in the show might yeah. be disappointing, and the plots being rehashed TV crap <laughs> might be disappointing. I don't know. Right. Like another uh, interesting thing he said about Adrian Paul is that Adrian wanted to leave so that he wouldn't forever be known as. Highlander. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, oh, I think that, of him as the that's what happened. guy, but yeah, it's true. Which it I can't blame him if maybe you don't want to be known for one role or maybe you have different aspirations. I just find it interesting that no, it is. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, I feel for any actor that like has to make those sort of like uh, career decisions that you know, right. like you, you don't want to get typecast as one thing or like you don't mm -hmm. want to just be like one and done. Uh, yeah. And I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's a tough position to be in and you're always taking a chance. Like you might not get that next role. And uh, right. so anyway, and also I will never fault anybody who perhaps had like one significant role and I don't, you know, and is, I don't want to use the word milking it or something like that. But Milk like, away, baby. No, but like, or embraces yeah. it. It's like, no, like that's fine. Like Adrian was the fucking Highlander and that's cool as shit. Like uh, that's, that's and, cooler than anything we will likely do in our lives. Sure. And yeah, I mean like to embrace that still is, okay and no one should feel ashamed about like that sort of stuff yeah. i think uh well i know like these shows are a collaborative effort but like he just his like all his skills like made duncan mcleod like so popular like that he was like you know a martial arts expert and fit and you know his his character and acting and all that stuff so like i mean it's not surprising that all the other things kind of haven't really taken off because they don't they don't have adrian yeah. paw right yeah, well they built the entire structure around this one thing even to their detriment as we have pointed out in the past that like oh it's called like highlander not richie like right they they have chosen to build this thing solely around one piece and then they remove that piece and obviously the whole thing falls apart like if the supporting cast had been more robust and like been allowed to sing in the past this would feel less jarring, right? And you'd have pieces to pull on to, to link with these like spinoffs mm -hmm. to make them more compelling and give the audience the hook. But instead, like you put all your eggs in the AP basket, and then you know it it disappeared. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, well that's yeah. that's the episode. Is there anything else we'd like to say about it? I'm trying to think if there's any like. I think we said most of it throughout the episode. This has been a very long episode of ours. So I it think we been. probably covered most of it. Yeah. Does, how does this stack up? Is like all the. the I just want to say real quick, like all the supporting actors in this episode, like no offense, like just stink. 
Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like the, oh. the, the, the himbo guy sucks. The cop sucks. The bad guy sucks. Yeah. They're, like, they're bad. No, I mean, even this, like, I'm sorry, yeah. Kanis, the Kanis episode, like he's not a great bad guy, but we like love that actor and that oh my God, the episode. The shit. Yeah. And like this, it's just like, I want to call it lazy, but it just doesn't seem like they knew what they were doing. They yeah, didn't. I don't think I'd call it lazy either, but it feels like to me this feels like one of the lowest budget ones we've seen so far. And like, yeah. I don't know, I feel like the 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 budgetary issues perhaps are like finally peeking through. Like this script yeah. feels dicey. The even the cast, like everything, just feels rushed and mm-hmm. like put together. And even like Dennis Barry, like Dennis Barry's a great director. Like also he's one of the best directors on the show because he's done it a million times. And like, are there any Dennis Barry hallmarks in this episode? Really? Like I don't know, there's there's nothing like kind of that cool. I don't know. Like it's uh, it just the feels... diving out the window is kind of cool. I guess so, but it's just give, like everything about that. this feels like the most generic thing I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. That's it. Let's rate it. Uh, Kyle, how many J.C. Penny bright blue short catalog spreads would you give this? Bright blue short catalog spreads. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's a this whole is getting... spread of all blue shorts. This is getting one and a half stars. It should be a one, but it's getting a half, an extra half star for what Kyle, appears it's to one be and a, a half. Uh, J.C. Penny, bright blue. Oh, excuse me. Okay. Uh, it gets one and a half short spreads because of what appears to be a leader of the pack tie-in, and because <laughs> I kind of did love the diving out the window fit thing. Massive negatives for the wet cop and all of this shit. Thumbs down for all the reasons that have already been said. I won't wet belabor cop. the point. Money. How many Howard Johnson shrimp spreads would you give this? Mm, I'm going to give this a one. One shrimp single spread. shrimp spread. I did not enjoy watching this. I mean, actually, Keith elevated it for me a little bit just by playing all those ridiculous clips where I, mean, I it was like, oh, yeah, this is kind of a ludicrous episode. Yeah. But not in a, like, it's in a, not in a so bad it's good way like leader of the pack just in like a incredulous this is really bad like the overall quality is too low and while i was watching this i was just like i can't but like i can't believe this this is just like so lame (laughs) it's yeah it's it's a real bummer so we're here but it's a one yeah it's depressing Mm. um keith how many uh 10 minute mac appearances would you give this i will give it one 10 minute appearance as well uh yeah this is uh not too hot it's just uh it's a shame i guess it's also like again like all these spinoffs like it's a bummer in general because the fact like we we talked a little bit about like it's interesting that they chose to do this route with the second the sixth season anyway like i i'm not too familiar with any other shows that commit this hard to being like we're doing tryouts and we're going to see what happens next. Like, yeah, I've I've never heard of that as a strat. Yeah. uh, But that being said, like there was such a cool opportunity to do whatever they wanted. Uh, And granted, I guess there were budget issues, but like, I guess I'm just so disappointed that we're just seeing like basically season one caliber episodes and plots rather than just like shake up the entire format, like just do something different. Like, I don't know. And Uh, And it's the same season one episode, like five times. Yeah. It's all like very similar seeming female leads with very similar seeming motivations. It's just like, 
it's the same bad episode over and over. Right. But they could have done anything. I mean, like, just switch up the format. Like, I mean, like, really make it feel like a different show. Like, that's cool. Like, if you're doing these spinoff auditions, like, it gives your show the permission to do something it's never done before, which is cool. And they don't do it, and it's a bummer. So I'm just sad about the whole thing because, uh, you know, Highlander's great. So there we yeah. go. <laughs> God. It is interesting that, like, all the, all the, the women characters are, like, sort of the same. Like they're sort of the same. They're all like they're, kick butt, like you know, sexy. You know, super th super thin. Yeah, yeah, super thin. Yeah, it's like I I don't know. It's it doesn't work. Yeah, there we go. It doesn't, it doesn't work, and it didn't. That's why they didn't pick it, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. I'm actually yeah. fascinated. After we should have a discussion when we do do the Raven. Like, how do we feel? Because again, I've actually never really seen the Raven. Like. How does that fit in with these like couple spinoffs they do? And do we feel yeah. like, you know, does it feel like it came from this place or is different or I don't know? Well, I think they did what they could to morph Amanda into some of what we see here. Yeah. That's my working theory based on decades old memory of this. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it holds up. Very good. Well, thanks again, everybody, for joining us this week. For sticking uh, through this yeah, one. This one. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'd say watch, watch the... Uh, the the photo shoot scene it's yeah. great so that's about that's it uh, yeah yeah but uh join us next week when we're talking about season six episode 10 two of hearts Ooh. Ooh. deuces baby two all right two well thanks hearts. everybody uh be safe out there and uh you know stay safe uh with the halloween holiday and uh all that make sure stuff. you vote and yep. vote baby the v for oh, vote yes yeah man b for boat data what Very yeah nice. that all right, we've been your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Amen. Bye. Bye. Bye.